Welcome to another edition of Mask Mets and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can also email us at MMMShow75 at gmail.com. Who's this guy in the orange over here? Taz. Uh, the I human wish. suplex machine. I wish. Taz Podcast, if you can survive if I let you. <laughs> yeah. But At least I, you remember I, his tagline. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's been a few years for Taz for a lot of people. But uh, I still love Taz. He's taken a lot of bumps. I heard uh, five minutes of his podcast radio show thing. Wait, it's... introduce yourself first before you get into content. you got to tell people who so, the fuck you are. Good match. Uh, <laughs> at Byron Fever, uh, on all the social media things, uh, my name is Byron, and uh, I'm on the MMM show podcast. You should listen to it sometime. Who's this other guy? This is Casey Nielsen. I'm at Lucha Gringo on Twitter. I'm at none of your fucking business on everything else. And, uh, <laughs> Look him up. Hashtag mm show. It's delicious. Wow. <laughs> I love it. That was un- an unapproved tagline. Um, so today on the show, I've promised I will start doing this so people know what the hell they're going to listen to. Um, today on Mass Matt and Mass... I can't say the name of the show. I quit. Mm, show. If I can't it's say the delicious. name of the show, I don't think I should be on it, right? Can you say the name of the show? Well, I don't know if I've ever heard you say it, Byron. You're, you're, the one who br- you're the one who brought the gear. I'm the one who named the fucking thing, too, and I can't fucking say it. Yeah, well, we can't kick you out. Mask Matt... That's why I like Mass- MMM show. Matt's and Mayhem. The only time I don't screw it up for some reason is at the very beginning of the show. Every other yeah. time I try to say it or tell somebody the name of the show, I fuck it up. It's amazing. Anyway, today on that MMM show, mm, um, delicious. Lucha Underground, Season 2, Episode 22, Fame Ooh. and Fortune. We're going to do, uh, we'll talk about the episode a little bit. Not necessarily a review or a play-by-play, but we'll give you our thoughts on it and yeah. what we think the significance of the goings-on of that particular episode are. Because we are Lucha Underground fans. And fucking geniuses. That's true, too. Uh, and so and we'll cover all the Lucha news that's fit to print. And by fit to print, I mean that's not spoilery that we can actually talk about without getting ourselves banned from the temple because <laughs> we Lucha don't want that to do that. Weekend, we'll talk about Ultima Lucha 3 for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I can't wait to go to get my line ticket at 10 a.m. For Ultima Lucha 3 this weekend. See you all there at 10 a.m. Be at sure the front to, of the line. you know, actually, that's kind of early, and Byron's trying to make you get there too early to be an asshole. You guys should get there. You notice the email says 1.30 p.m. You should listen to the email and not us, because anyone that gets there early is immediately turned away. <laughs> you guys are so not helpful. You know I'm going to post this before, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. I, before? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, um, I hope you anyways. noobs enjoy your fucking seats. So, the... Uh, I think we're going to start a new segment, Byron. I don't know. I think we yeah. should start like a segment called Casey Loves Kayfabe. What or I like about Casey's yeah. Corner or some Casefabe. What, what I like about the case segment is, I That's like, it. It's Casefabe. Casefabe. Mm-hmm. I like how you were addressing me specifically and we were having just a two-person conversation. You like that's, that format? That's one of my Is that a good fa- format? I like that format. Okay. I like that. I'll take that um, into consideration for Casey, next Casey, you're sitting a little close. Can you scoot away? No, nah, dude, I can, From smell, the microphone. I can smell the dick on your breath. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we're, also, we're also, and I'm saying it ahead of time this time, so you guys know it's not entirely Byron's fault. It's a little bit my fault this week, and Casey's probably going to kill me. We're going to talk some WWE tonight. Because oh, Jesus Christ. There's money in the bank. Roman and Lawler out. Bland, brand split. Bringing in talent for the brand split. This, that, and the other thing. There's a lot of WWE news. Crossovers with UFC. Which is how I'm getting into it, so you'll Dude, have to... 
Justin, I just want to point out the second you started talking WWE, Billy went and fucking hid. She was. Oh my here god, for she's the in the bag, talk. literally. She's in. She's in, the bag. she's in a pile of duffel bags, just kind of exploring and having fun. So, and speaking of MMA, we got plenty of MMA news. UFC Ottawa, the inside scoop on why the UFC was really pissed at Ariel Helwani. Oh. Um, Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Bisping, GSP, Hindo, tons of stuff. And when you tell the Ariel story, I promise to tell the Lucha story I didn't tell last week because Byron ruined plus, it. Uh, plus, we got a couple other surprises for this episode. Uh, I will tell you right now that um, if you're listening to this podcast to hear what Urban has to say, I'm going to do that as a separate podcast. He's on a plane right now. They're flying into town. Hopefully, we'll get him and yeah. uh, we'll get uh, maybe J-Man, J-Man a little bit, maybe some Vinny Massaro, maybe yeah. some Heel Smashly even. It, it was pretty cool of the heels, the last real heels, to fly all the way out from Tennessee to podcast with us. Yeah, it's fucking yeah, that's sweet. totally why they're coming. Shows the pull of the mm show and how delicious it is. Um, <sighs> so, you guys got any shout-outs? I got to shout-out a couple people. Um, Let's do it. I'm going to shout-out Kevin Cross because we've been trying Talk to get him on the show. Yeah. Cross. We can't get him on today, but hopefully in the near future, but... Thanks for uh, being down with the team, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Flynn, also Josh Pillow, Alberto Campos, he- mm-hmm. Heel Smashley and J-Man, of course. Mm-hmm. CM Roach, because mm-hmm. uh, he was liking the tweets about the, the show. Hopefully oh, he does he listen? And, I don't know. I hope he listens. I think probably, uh, I would imagine those guys probably have checked it out a couple of times to see if we're talking smack at least. He liked <laughs> my knows? tweet about being Famous B's client, so maybe it'll happen now. And yeah. CM's liked a few tweets about the show, so I'm assuming, <laughs> like, why keep liking it if you haven't listened to it? But who knows? It, it would make sense, sense as to um, why we have standing room only seats. <laughs> Is that the secret? Yeah. Thanks, CM. Like, we put out a three and a half hour episode about pretty much nothing. That's and one of the most popular st- ones. Now we're in standing room. Yeah. Like, That's one of the most popular episodes. Maybe we're getting heel heat. Or maybe our show's so good, they thought we had faces for radio to go with our great radio voices, and they fucking decided not to show us on TV. Anymore. I also got to shout out the mysterious Cubs fan. Oh, um, yeah. Who's, who's been following the podcast. Thank yeah. you, sir. He's coming out this weekend. Luchablog.com. If you're not reading it, you're a shitty Lucha fan because he gets all the scoops. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Luchablog. Um, let's see, Martin Dixon, Charlie DeMarco, Colin Herbert, Mil Machetes, yeah. the man, we always got to shout out my man, Mil Machetes, CJ De Niro, Razor Cabron, that whole crew, um, the guys at YT Sports Report, I love these guys, they're going to start some, some podcasting stuff, we might even do some stuff with them, some crossover MMA stuff, I might do some stuff with them, they're awesome Sweet. dudes, um, nice. uh, let's wrestle bros, and uh, let's talk about Ultima Lucha 3 for a minute, it's this weekend, yeah. The first topic that I have on my list, and I, I'm not eating. I'm looking, listening to he notes. He has notes. I, I have can notes. confirm. He He's got like home. two packets of notes stapled together. That oh. one was the second packet was for you guys, but I'm gonna make you guys fly by the seat of your pants. Dude, I'm not gonna tell that's you. That's all. He I made us notes. Yeah. I just pr- I had extra ink in the printer. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that was Billy's cameo. I have my bodyguard right here, Billy. Keep um. Casey. So I have a question written down here. Um, for you guys, for Ultima Lucha 3. Yeah. Why do we have shitty standing room only seats? Because Casey wasn't paying attention. What when, the uh, fuck happened? When, what uh, the fuck happened? Dude. Are we not good at this anymore? I Are had my ta- Twitter notifications on. They didn't go off when they tweeted the picture. You had We had two people telling us when tickets were being posted, in addition to you always be, you know, sitting at your desk all day. Now yeah. see, and I didn't even tell you, but I secretly put in a second request and didn't get it at all. 
Oh, wow. Shit. When I posted that tweet of the rejection note, that was mm-hmm. mine. And I literally went for those maybe 30 seconds after yours. Because yeah. I was like, oh, shit, if Casey doesn't get in in time, I better just fucking put one in. Yeah, a bunch of my friends tried and didn't get in, too. So, you know, I don't know, man. I've been to every show in season two. I've been to almost every show in season three. Byron broke the record by getting me sick. And, and uh, I went to one of those at least the first day. I was fucking dying. Yeah, though. you guys to go to the hundredth episode, which is fucking sweet. Yeah, and that was a surprise. Ooh, I had no yeah. idea that was happening. That was yeah. awesome. By the way, uh, can I get a shirt? No. To, to anyone who has one that can give me one, size extra large. That was. Casey Hopefully, it's asking. a fan that wants to sell theirs. If there's a fan that wants to sell Byron a loot a 100th episode shirt for He's a $100, mark too. He will spend so much money on it. Jack One dollar for every episode, up. Byron. I'm yeah. I'm putting it out there. Byron yeah. is gonna buy your shirt for a hundred dollars. XL only. He's yeah. bought he's bought masks ten times the price. So don't worry about jacking that price. Now, up. don't How, think that this is a high quality shirt, by the way, Byron. This is a a wear it three times kind of shirt. It's pretty thin. Oh no, I I won't wear it. I'll put it You're next to my it? Ultimate Lucha One shirt, my closet that I keep for pasta. You know, for down the road. Hist- oh, yeah. hey, Billy. I, I took the picture Aww, and tweeted that so we have a new co-host. Billy doesn't want me to pay that much for a shirt. She wants me to buy more cat treats. If you have like a Billy cat size shirt. Billy wants you to pay shirt, that much for a shirt so she can rip it up. If you yeah. got a cat size shirt, she she's really fucking mean. I don't think she'd let us put it on her. She um, picks out her own clothes. Look, we still love Lucha anyway. We're going to still go, but mm. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually, honest to God, a little embarrassed at the fact that instead of sitting right, you know, up front in the action, we're going to be sitting, not sitting at all. We're going to be standing on the rail. Because like, okay, not yeah. only were we at season two and season three all the way through, mm-hmm. we were front row, second row at worst the whole time. And now we're standing up. Well, Some of been, you guys won't get this because you don't, you're like from other places that you can't even come to the shows. And hey, you know, I know this is like fucking first world problems here that we're talking about. But which it is for sure, by the way. Don't don't think that our complaints are based in like actual hatred or some big issue that we have. It just sucks a little bit. It, it sucks because like I usually make giant Pentagon signs for the Ultima yeah. Lucha. Yeah. If we're in standing room, I'm not gonna do it because it's just gonna piss people off because there's gonna be rows of people behind my giant ass trying to see, first of all. Well, and they're not room. gonna get on TV. Who's gonna yeah. And we're good. We're good fans. We're, I mean, we're the guys that are going to go in there, do the chants, do them the right way. We're going to pop. We're going to stand up during ring entrances or whenever the crowd needs to get hype. We're the people that oh, go. We're going to stand Vampiro, up for everything, Justin. That Vampiro doesn't have to tell what to do. You right. Know? He, like, we're the ones you can count on to be fucking loud and crazy. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. And my my whole point about the whole thing, and I'm not I'm not like throwing some super criticism because I understand like the setup of how tickets are done with Lucha Underground is based on how TV show taping tickets are done. Yeah. Where you, what you want is you want a fresh audience to come in and experience it and and give you a new thing. The problem is with Lucha Underground, for the show to really get over, the audience has become a character. And I'm not saying that I can completely claim to be that character because I wasn't even there for the first half of season one. But there are people who were who didn't even get tickets and, and my whole the rest thing is, are in standing room with us yeah my yeah. whole thing is for your biggest show of the year why would you want half of your main character to show up one of your main characters i mean that audience yeah. is there all the time some of those faces you see casey you see johnny you see vic you see a lot of these dudes you see chia key you see these guys 
almost every episode. Mm-hmm. They're the close-ups that you see of people chanting. They pop at the right times. They give your show exactly what it needs to get the show over, which is a hype crowd that only really NXT is probably the only other crowd. Like you get smart crowds at Ring of Honor, but man, they're like Japanese fans. Sometimes yeah. they sit the fuck down and go to sleep. But yeah. see, we're a lot cooler looking than the NXT crowds because those are a bunch of fucking well, chuds, man. The, yeah, the NXT, the Full Sail crowds, they're a bunch Mac of... Beards. It's You guys do know I went to Full Sail, right? Huh? You know, I'm a well, we're not even alumnus, starting right? on the actual people who went to Full oh, Sail. Oh, these, these are just people coming to the shows. You uh, know that if I was at Full Sail right now, I would be one of those fucking marks yeah. at every NXT. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to be a neckbeard, so I'm it's hoping okay. uh, if I if I go back to do my show again next Pop-tart, season, that I'll be within driving distance. Yeah, of you're gonna get NXT. a you're gonna get a fucking Bray yeah. Wyatt fedora and go milady to people. I love these Pop Tarts. I don't good. even know what that means, oh. but. Um, you're no, but off. there's going to be a, a little bit, though. There's going to be... Uh, we've been at all the Ultima Luchas, and... Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Why are you stopping? We got to... This show going. can't be for... Uh, this is why the show goes too long sometimes. Get your story out, we've man. We've been at all the Ultima Luchas, and they have been kind of quiet compared to non-Ultima Lucha shows because they bring in a lot of... Except for one. One was loud as fuck. You know why? Because we were cheering louder than any... The six of us were cheering as loud as the rest of the crowd was for Vampiro. Yeah, 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 yeah we were cheering. Yeah. For Pentagon. I remember the Pentagon-Vampiro match after, I don't know how many fluorescent light bulb spots and this and that. I saw... We were like... <laughs> I saw like... A, yeah, we're in the front row too. Like they that came by not, and like, That's the time you don't want to be in yeah. the front row. Yeah, the I time was when the fucking thumb... The superplex into the thumbtacks and thumbtacks fucking bounce... Yeah, yeah. Thumbtacks, though. I remember like, seeing like a family walking out at the uh, during that match, like with small children. Their combined age was not age appropriate for that match. Well, but the combined <laughs> match, that's pretty good. That's how they announced them coming in the ring. But it's it just combined age. Of it was old. a little CZW. It was it yeah. was up there. It was crazy. But you're gonna have at Ultima Lucha three potentially a lot of people there who have no idea who a lot of people are. Or what anyone's doing. Now, here's my thing. I want to hope that that's not the case. And I know what some of the booking, uh, not, you know, the finishes, but what who's going to be in those matches. Mm-hmm. And I think that based on how the matches are set up, I think that for the big ones, the crowd's still going to get into it. It's still going to come off good on TV. Don't get me wrong. That kind of upsets me. I, I, I almost wish that it would turn out terrible so that they've, they do something different with ticketing. But my whole thing is, I think that with the ticketing, honestly, if I were Lucha Underground, and I'm not, but mm-hmm. if I was, and, and these guys probably aren't even thinking about this because it's a different person's department, but I would say, man, I need those characters. I need those people in the crowd. I can't just count on them showing up every time if this ticketing policy is screwing them because as far as we know, the writers and the EPs and whatnot, they may not even know. Mm-hmm. that this stuff is happening they well, may be like oh now. shit where's all our cool crowd that we normally get mm-hmm. and i'm here to tell you it's like you bring all those vips in that's fine i have no problem with that like important people need to see the show they need to get let in there's more media requests great we want those people to come we're mm-hmm. fans of lucha underground we want every journalist in the country to go out and write about lucha underground we don't disparage that part of the situation at all right but those other 200 seats that you have left I would make sure that somehow your bleachers, at least, those were people that are the people that you know are coming and screaming, even if it's like during the show or after the show, 
you have somebody with a clipboard walk around to those people and be like, Hey, we see you come to a lot of the tapings and you know what's up and you've been really cool with us. Um, we're going to put you on a separate email list to try to get you tickets ahead of time if you're interested in coming and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get you a good bleacher seat. That's it for 40 or 50 people. And then that t- would guarantee and ensure that every time you need a live crowd and you've got those shots and those people are standing behind Melissa, you know, you got your crowd stacked. You got your people stacked. You got to you know? get your people standing behind Melissa, which is the bleachers, and you got to get loud people behind the announce table as well. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, the people behind. Well, the but those table people you want to be different all the time too, though. You can't. You don't want the same yeah. people to be yeah. there. You. I want... did notice some continuity issues this week where um, I had a jacket that kept teleporting off of me during <laughs> matches, but you know. that's because they cut in shots of you, man. They yeah. they have a yeah, they huh? have a Casey Ben. But that, admin, maybe that's why we're getting standing room because they're like. We got enough shots of these motherfuckers. We can just cut, yeah, they're gonna, you're going to be sitting in the front row at Ultimate yeah. Lucha Trace, whether you like it or not. They're just well, going to cut your shot in. On the flip side of all this, it is <laughs> it is a TV show. You know, they don't have like people complain about piped in crowd noise at SmackDown. You know, but all of the all of the audio, uh, the um, the audience, all their all the audience noise on Lucha is sound designed. You know everything, and they don't play the entrance music and you know they build all of that from scratch and we're not and basically Johnny zero and we don't chant johnny zero uh the the shots of us that they use the crowd shots for cutaways they're all they may not be from that match they may not be from that that day of filming it's yeah, a I think, tv I mean, show i think a lot of times it probably is from the same day just because that's the easiest as you know having well, yeah. done editing is I to pull we... <laughs> from the footage that you already have up and the bins that you already have going I but, think we've you know, seen the have... heels show up at tapings they weren't at. Though. Yeah, I know we have. Yeah. I, I actually talked to J-Man about that once. I was like, oh, I saw you on the show today. And he's like, I wasn't there at that one. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, that's really cool because he's a loyal fan who's been a big, big, big uh, purveyor of the product in general to the entire world. And mm. he should be rewarded. I mean, mm. if, he, if he gets off on being cameoed or whatever, then shit, by all means, do it. Yeah. See, like, I don't care about getting on TV, but I... Really like sitting ringside is the thing. Yeah, that's really it's the best <laughs> seat, and I think uh, I, I'd like to be back there. But but I think yeah. though, like I'm before, just old. I don't know if my legs are going to hold up through two days. Yeah, of right? standing. Oh yeah, and a, there's no air conditioning in the temple. No, they built and they no, added it's in air now, but I heard it's hotter up there because you're oh, right by those windows. Yep, yeah, and it's, you're crammed in with a bunch of people with fucking oh, pits and it's going to be packed yeah. up there. Packed. Be I mean, you're going to have some sweaty sweat. person leaning oh. on your back the whole time. By Rancid, like, hairy ass Byron. Well, I'm glad we're going to get there at 1 p.m. and get good, good ticket lines. Yeah, spots. remember? Uh, oh shit! One, it's it's really like 2:45. God, someone's going to be so fucking pissed when they listen to our advice on how to get tickets. But you know what? You're fucking competition. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so I told Cubs fan to get there at four o'clock. Here we go. Nah. Um, uh, fame and fortune. Let's talk about this episode real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, can we complain about our seats some more? Let's talk about <laughs> the debut of Flame. Uh, I mean, Octagon. Uh, fuck. Fireball. Fire- Fireball. Uh, yeah, he debuted a few weeks ago. Wait. He was supposed to be one of those matches. Who is this new fucking guy sitting in Dario's office? He I just is like he's just he sitting kinda, there. For some reason, I think he kind of looks like Phoenix a little bit. No, it's not <laughs> Phoenix. No, it's not. That was a joke <laughs> because it was Flamita who they accidentally put in a graphic for Phoenix. 
Don't try it. See, I have to clarify because someone's going to be like, Casey doesn't know shit about Lucha. I know more about Lucha than people, you ever forget, motherfucker. People don't people don't care about you, Casey. So don't okay. don't worry about that. I'll just disappear so, And again. we're not letting the cat out of the bag here, people. Look. Oh, God. Nightclaw is Flamita. Fucking is Octagon Jr. Or was Octagon Jr. He's stealing all of Puma's sound effects. It he was, was actually uh, Panthro from the Thundercats. Oh, God. I, he does. He looks like Panthro combined with... I don't know, like Bane or something with that voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He told Dario he had permission to die. Anyway, so this new character, his name is Nightclaw. Um, oh, and I can't wait to see him in action and keep seeing him. It's not a surprise. It is Flamita. It says it on his Wikipedia, and it has for ages. So but I'm stay not the telling fuck you, off of don't Wikipedia. go to Wikipedia. Do not go it's to Wikipedia. It's typically inaccurate, but... You know, people put spoilers on Wikipedia. Stay the fuck off of there. Do not look up one wrestler on Lucha Underground. It's been there for a while, so yeah. this this was spoiled. I mean, ages we've been ago. to the shows, so we know we are not going to get spoiled on shit. But other people that are trying to stay away from spoilers, do not go to Wikipedia for any kind of Lucha Underground shit. People are dicks. I blame Byron specifically. So I, I, there's a couple interesting things here. Um, Dario. How many times has Dario really acknowledged the different tribes? Just a couple. And so this is another one where he says flat out that Nightclaw is a descendant of the Jaguar tribe. Which is the same which is tribe the same that tribe Puma is in. Yes. Oh, which, oh, that's why they that? sound the same. Who called that on the fucking coins? Who said that was his coin? Boom. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, you probably don't. <laughs> Byron, you're tweeting during the show. I can't keep up with things. Yeah. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah. Too many things. No one's replying to the tweets, so don't worry. Because you're not doing Follow Friday. Anyway, Nightclaw. It, oh. Interesting. Uh, I like the look. Why are we not seeing this guy wrestle today? This is an interesting debut. We're talking an office debut here. I don't know. I just like seeing him wrestle whenever I can. Dario gave him a pass. He's like, you're so awesome. I wouldn't give anyone else a free coin, not even Pentagon. But you can have one. I was surprised by that. But then Dario also put him back in check a little bit with, um, you know, he's he's pretty sure of himself or whatever. And Dario's just like, you know, the last, the reason why your tribe was destroyed in the first place by the Aztec gods was because you guys were too arrogant. Well, then that means he can throw that right in Puma's face, too. Yeah, Puma seems a little arrogant calling out fucking Rey Mysterio, doesn't he? That's true. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um. So, Puma, I wanted to talk a little bit about Puma here. Um, Sure. There have been some interesting reports (laughs) on the web about Puma. Why? What have you heard? I don't know. I mean, I I, I heard a few people saying, uh, you know, like what he was worth over at Lucha. And, you know, they were kind of talking about who might show up in WWE. Um, I don't know if I buy it. What do you guys think? Uh, I think that the rumors go back to Mr. Saint Laurent on the MLW show, and he's full of shit because Puma even fucking laughed at Miz on Twitter. So, you know, yeah, I, I think you don't think MSL's got the inside track on this one. I let's let's put it this way: I tend to side with Conan on certain things, <laughs> and he's not a fan. So there you go. But see, not everything. I don't agree with. Everything Conan, like I don't hate Vampiro, for example, but yeah, but he's got his reasons for that too. I don't, yeah, I mean, it, I don't agree with them, but I don't begrudge Vampiro him for having his reasons. Vampiro is basically his Byron. I, I don't, I don't, a good friend, role yeah. model. 
No. no. He looks up to Vampiro. No. That's I would I not I get that out believe of Conan. That. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm talking about Conan because Case Fabe says that he's dead. <laughs> I love it. God rest his soul. Um well, what do you think about this, Byron? Uh, it's is Puma leaving or staying? Well, I don't know. I really don't know. I think And it, is the money a factor? I think the money has to be a factor. He's one of those guys who can who shouldn't be making developmental money if he goes to WWE. Now, do they see it? It depends on if WWE wants. But can they bring him in as a star? I mean, what would they bring him in as? Ricochet. They'd bring him in as Ricochet for sure. Ricochet is making headlines all over all over the world right now, and Ricochet. A lot of those headlines aren't good. Especially not in WWE's eyes. I mean, the the headline that they work, overwork crazy matches and don't sell is not exactly a headline that will get you into WWE. Because that is one of the headlines. WWE doesn't want their guys to sell anymore. They don't. They don't sell. They don't sell. They go in. They do their entrances. The kids cheer. They hit some of their spots. They say their catchphrases. Then everyone gets up and smiles and walks out of the room. Okay, but here's where it's tough. Here's where it's tough. As a fan of yeah. Puma, as a fan of Ricochet, do you is. want to see this guy have the kind of career where he goes up the ladder at WWE because that's what's going to sustain him the longest? And we all right. know that. Whether it's good product or not, him going to WWE and becoming a WWE quote-unquote superstar right. is probably the best thing for his career. Well, I, don't I don't know, know. dude. Have you know. heard about downside for like newer guys? It's that, that's not been so good lately. It's I said being a superstar though. No, but they're all it's they're all superstars. It's it's just You got to get to a certain level though to the point where once you leave WWE after you can do the high rate indie bookings, you can go star in other companies and get ridiculous money to do yeah. nothing. Like you can you know, you can basically a, be Matt Hardy and you can yeah. go work indie shows in TNA and still make as much as you were making in WWE. No, it's it's a great gig. It's a full time uh, gig. You barely wrestle. And most of your job is being a representative of the wrestling industry, doing appearances at hospitals, uh, signings, this and that. WWE is a great it's a great gig. And if you can make enough and you don't have that desire to go on and expand yourself as a performer. You know, it's it's good, but a lot of people go there and they don't get the TV time to really right. fulfill what they want to do, and they don't like and they and they end up leaving. I think Puma, personally, I'd like to see Ricochet keep doing his thing in Japan um, and keep doing Lucha Underground. I want Lucha to Japan get Japan money's good, and I yeah. don't disagree with that. But then he's got the other issue of the fact that because he's doing the Puma character, if he's doing the the Lucha Underground deal the way that I've heard the Lucha Underground deal is set up. Yeah. He can't do any other American television. He basically cannot get right. Ricochet over in the States. There's so the only thing that he's getting over here in the States, mm-hmm. by and large, is the Puma character, which is a masked gimmick yeah. that is created by Lucha Underground yeah. that may not be where he wants to his career to be. I Whoa. mean, is he going to be able to, to put on the, the Puma costume 20 years from now? Is that the way to get over for a young, up-and-coming guy like him? Well, yeah, I mean, it's great for the show, but that's also one of the aspects to Lucha Underground being a TV show is he's one of their characters they own, which doesn't help him. If he wants to go to Ring of Honor, he can't put the Puma mask on or show up without the mask and go, hey, I'm Puma. It doesn't really sell as much as mm-hmm. him saying, I'm Ricochet from PWG and New Japan. 
Right. They also can't triple A him and have a fake Puma, though. So, I mean, he's got that in his favor. Yeah. You know, because in Mexico, they do things a little different. Well, yeah, I think even Jermoss well, tweeted about... Yeah, in America, about... you wouldn't really need to do that even. You would just kill off Puma and you would have brother of Puma. You know, yeah. I think that's probably where they would go. I mean, you're look, this guy is another guy right here Dragon with Nightclaw. That's Nightclaw. yeah, Dragon Azteca Junior. Like it's yeah. that quick and easy for Lucha Underground. They they're smart that way. Yeah, but like uh, Jim Ross did make, I think it was some made a good point on Twitter about how Ricochet is a much just him specifically. He's much more marketable without the mask. He's a better and bigger star not wearing the mask. I disagree. Than as I see. I do, and I I I don't know. He's a fucking be... superhero with the mask. He that is. is He's true. a superhero with the mask. And honestly, and we'll talk about it in a minute. I don't even know if I like him talking. Oh, well, that's a whole nother story. We'll get to it. Well, that's enough on Puma for right this moment. We'll get to him some more because he's got a big segment in the show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Doggo versus Masquerita. Doggo uh, wins! Yes! Oh, what a victory. <laughs> um, Famous B interrupts Melissa. I, I guess that's better than Marty at least. But poor Melissa, like... When was the last time she got through a whole episode of this damn show without getting interrupted? <laughs> well, you would... Uh, is there a reason for this? Because uh, she can't mess up the announcing that way. Uh, oh, that was kind of <laughs> cold. That was oh, cold. I'm sorry, that was a little damn. mean. I see in this motherfucker. Hey, that, um, that, that might be a spoiler from being at all the live tapings. Look, Maybe. it's no spoiler to say Masquerita did not win this match, but... Yes. Dog did won you, a match! Did you feel oh, like... Yeah. Uh, did you... Are we okay? Oh shit! I think we're fine. Check one, two, two. Ah, I just got too loud. Can you guys hear us? Um, yeah, I feel like this is the most offense Masquerita's gotten in 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 the famous B era of Masquerita. Is is that true? I mean, he got yeah. off like two and a half whole moves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he almost he almost uh, beat Cage. Yeah, but aside from that, that time he destroyed Cage, and <laughs> Cage barely eked out a victory over Masquerita. Well, I feel uh, like this, this I'm, Daga is like the closest to Masky's size that he's gotten in ages. Yeah, I did like how he was kind of squatting down to try to lock up with him. That shit was fucking funny. Oh, and it was fucking funny when B kicked him in the fucking face. Well, oh. that's what we need really need to get to. Like, so first we got Cobra <laughs> Moon up there. Um, I love Cobra Moon, by the way. I think that she oh, yeah. is a great character. I love like she's coming to the ring now and I don't know if I like this angle so much, but somehow the way that she's selling it is like actually makes me interested in what doesn't look like it's really going to be something big. Like either she just wants to team up with the dude or she wants to psycho stalk him or whatever. She wants the D dude. Yeah. I mean, she wants the D literally from the D. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Something about her just standing up there. Like we've seen other gimmicks where people are standing up top and watching matches. Yeah. But something about her being up there, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like when Killshot did it, I was kind of like, whatever. Oh, screw you. Killshot it. does it. It's badass. And I'm going to talk about that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just because he was against Cuerno. That's why. See, yeah. that's the thing. Justin Justin is pro Killshot. I'm pro Cuerno. And they feuded a little bit. And I, I, I wouldn't call like that, that a feud. Resolved. No, I, don't, I wouldn't either. Call yeah, well, is what you know. I'd call it. Yeah, we, but, we, um, <laughs> but they, there was this. We always praise the production value of Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. and they got this really phenomenal over-the-shoulder close-up of the medallion. Yeah, that, that shit won. was sick. You could see his giant ears in the shot and everything. Yeah, and <laughs> it was the uh, the serpent, the snake tribe coin. 
which is kind of a little spooky because perhaps someone from that tribe is stalking him. Yeah, and it's fucking Virgil because he's... That's know, an interesting point. So dick. if he's got her tribe's medallion... Yeah. Maybe there's a little voodoo hex going on there. Ooh. I like it. Oh, he's going to barf like the ultimate warrior and shit? Okay, let's talk about the important part of this segment, though. As, <laughs> as much as I love Cobra Moon, as much as I love Daga, F those guys... Because Famous B apparently went to the Daniel Cormier school of promo cutting and beat a motherfucker down with a shoe. Yeah. God (laughs) damn. That is some ghetto shit. And then yelled at Brenda, get Get my my shoe. shoe. Get my shoe. Oh my Matt God! Matt Stryker said that would be the next Famous B shirt, and I would buy a. Get I would my buy shoe shirt. the shit out of a Get My Shoe shirt, and honestly, mm-hmm. that needs to be his goddamn gimmick all the time. He needs to yeah. beat fools with those fucking white ass loafers constantly. That shit was genius. Oh, it's so great. See, he that's my favorite to, thing of this whole episode. He yeah. knows how Hands to find down. himself a nice pair of loafers, unlike J Man. Damn. Oh, I don't Damn. know what that means, but. Wow. We were having a conversation about loafers and how he wants to buy some. That Can I ask a like question? Hmm. Which one of you two is lighter in the loafers? I guess mm. we're going to find out this afternoon. <laughs> no, mm. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. Look, I hope those guys didn't talk shit on us this week because we didn't listen to their show. <laughs> Dude, you guys listen they, to their they're, show? They're not putting their show out until after the weekend. Oh, because they want us to break first? No, because they're fucking shitting on us the whole time, and they don't want to have to hang out with us. Oh, I think that's what I see happened. how it is. I see how it is. That's or, bullshit. Or if, or I, just, if I listen to that podcast, I would be so offended right now. I love. I like their podcast. It's funny. I do too. They botched pretty much every word that they said out loud last week. God damn! Really? You guys are harsh. Oh yeah, I, I'm not harsh. I just no, said I, I don't. By you guys, I mean all three of him. He's a oh, fat yeah. ass. Yeah, have a couple more me? donuts. Oh, I'm not the one eating Pop-Tarts in the middle of the day. Oh, my God. Pop-Tarts are good, dude. Pop-Tarts? What's I wrong with the Pop-Tarts? I did just drink a whole fucking double fucking gulp, delicious. though. I'm, get, I'm probably going to have to piss anyway, during the show. Um, so, so after that, I, I was already planning on calling B to try to get us some push for the podcast anyway. Oh, yeah. So I call the fucking hotline. Yeah. He heals out of the hotline. What's he He's say? a fucking dick on the hotline now. Does he talk to you or is it his I, voice? Have though? you heard this shit? No. I, I wonder if I, can I get away with playing this on the show? For the benefit yeah. of the lazy fans that did not call 423 Get Fame. Do you think they'll care if fame. I play it? Just do, is it is it copywritten material? No, we nah. could do it. It's a fucking voicemail, man. I uh called him once when I was on my way to Ultima Lucha Dos from an airport. <laughs> Let's see what this shit says. Thank you for calling 423 Get Fame. That's 423 Get Fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. What? So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Go Damn, fuck yourself. B, that's some cold ass shit. I feel like I just got beat with a shoe. More like famous but biatch. If you ever get over it and you want to put somebody over and get them famous, get with the MMM show. That's at MMM show 75 on Twitter. Mmm show. It's delicious. Holla at your boys. Sorry, I had to leave famous be a message. He, he knows my voice. We might get a call. 
The rest of you people, you're fucked. But we might get a call. You think he heard it when I yelled, go fuck yourself? No, of course not. It'll be fine. He won't hear it on the podcast or anything. Um, Anyway, that segment was genius. And... So was I. I was though. I was a little crying when I when I called that number the other night. I was like, "Damn, V doesn't like me no more." It was sad. Um, okay, Azteca learns the truth. Let's talk about this segment. Um, this was a this was a mind bender. Yeah, this was a them. mind fuck. I love what De Joseph did with this, or CM, or whoever the fuck wrote this. When he found out Santa Claus wasn't real, like you, because to me, the the best villains. Like, I don't like necessarily the villain explaining his plan, James Bond thing, that gives mm. James Bond a chance to escape from the, you know, killer electrical sharks or whatever. I was on the podcast, you fucking pervert. So, what are you um, talking about? But I do like the fact that I've always found it to be some cold-ass shit when a bad guy is just like, this is how I'm going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it works. Like, are, look, oh. I just mind-fucked you so hard, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys aren't balls, missing balls deep in your psyche. No, balls it's deep in your just mind. Just this—you have this confused look. He's not even that angry. Dragon Sega Junior is kind of just super confused, and Dario's just sitting there with a smile on his face, a gleam in his eye. He has these two people ready to fight themselves to the death right. for Ultima Lucha Two, yeah. which is all Dario Cueto asks for. And plus, and like, this shit is soap opera-y, too. This is this is nuts. I love it. It's like telenovela stuff here. Just sucks because if they kill each other, who's gonna do like Dario's laundry and make him breakfast and drive him around and get people to come to his illegal fight club so his brother can murder them? Mm. You know. Now, since you mentioned that, I think Katrina in a French maid outfit would be a good option. I don't think Spaniards like French people. Damn it! They probably don't. Mm. Um. So does? Casey. Being our resident expert, can you explain yes. the storyline that plays out in this scene and what Dario is basically telling Daga and why, or uh, Azteca, why this works? Okay, Why so, does this work? So, okay, so... <laughs> he is eliminating two enemies at once. He's killing two birds at one stone because Lotus came to kill his fucking brother because she thought Matanza killed her parents, which is probably what happened. Dario said, bitch... He didn't kill your parents. Dragon Azteca did because he knew Dragon Azteca trained her because I think she let it slip or something. I don't quite remember. And we're Somehow talking drag, the first Dragon Azteca. Dragon Azteca Sr. Now, Dragon Azteca Jr. has come to avenge his master because Lotus is like, Oh, Dario said that you killed my parents. I trust everything that this guy says, so I'm going to fucking kill you. And she shatters his spine with, like, some kung fu shit. And then, you know, Dragon Azteca Jr. is born because he pulls the mask off of the corpse and puts it on his own face. That's fucking gross, dude. And, um... It's a little necrophilia. Yeah, so now, so now Lotus decides to that she's totally bros with Dario and Matanza. You know, she was locked up in a cage across from him, having the shit in, like, a cage toilet... This is like a Stockholm thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Or she just believes every single thing that Dario says. And now Dragon Azteca is believing everything that Dario says. So I think maybe he's got some Purple Man shit going on. Now, Shout did you notice, though, did you notice in this scene? I haven't seen it. The weird echoiness. Again, talking about your your audio sweetening thing. There was a an effect on Dario's voice, and it was kind of echoey and weird. And to me, it was kind of symbolizing that 
Dario was putting some kind of trance on Dragon Azteca here, and maybe he Dario using has the some. Word of God. Oh, like the preacher? Like That'd the preacher. That'd be dope. I haven't, haven't seen it yet. Have Jesus you read it yet? Christ. Didn't I give you the whole run? Yeah, but I can't read it on my iPad. I need an app for that. Oh, my God. Oh, just fucking Arseface himself over here. Jesus. Yeah, really. You look like Arseface easily. Who they don't call Arseface on the show, which kind of depresses Fuck me. Fuck that, man. I'm just waiting the... for Cassidy to say, he's got a face like an arse. Yeah, exactly. That'll Is make that it so much better. Is that the cartoon on um, Adult Swim? No, no, Like no. a few years I, I, ago? No. I cannot fucking understand a word Live action. says. Live action, like AMC, ballot, Preacher. Oh, Arseface. I thought you were talking about Arseface. Uh, Arseface. Arseface is what you see every time you look in the fucking mirror. Yeah. We, we straight. Anyway. So, but I, as I was saying, there was some vocal, there's some, some sweetening here. And, and to me, it was like a very intentional, you know, Lucha doesn't do anything unintentionally. I think it was a very intentional thing to say that Dario has a power that can get people to believe certain things now it doesn't necessarily work on everyone but i think in this particular like the lighting was a little lower it was it was like hypnotic he was telling he was feeding dragon azteca the whole thing and the guy wasn't jumping across the fucking table to strangle his ass or Mm -hmm. running right out to kill lotus right now he's basically like these are not the droids you're looking for you will wait till ultima lucha to take this out on someone you will give me the violence i want in my temple Mm -hmm. it was dope I'm looking forward to seeing these two lock up. Yeah. I, I think there's Dragon a... Azteca, you weak minded fool. He's using an old Jedi mind trick. <laughs> I think he is. God damn it, Dario's a Jedi. I you know Fucking what? Sith. I blame oh, I blame uh-huh. Rey Mysterio Jr. because he knows how weak minded Dragon Azteca Jr. is and he's he brought him to the temple under his wing and was responsible for him. Mm-hmm. And he went off on his own so he can hang out with Puma. Dude. And Dragon Azteca Jr. got into trouble. I got this theory. Dragon Azteca Jr. maybe not might not be the smartest man in the world. Because he wears masks that he picks up off of dead people. Maybe right. he got some kind of encephalitis from it, you know? And then fucking, um, you know, he spray paints question marks on signs. Hello? Yeah, hello. Right here. Brandon. Yeah? What's going on? We were just talking about weird... Uh, uh, <laughs> theories in lucha underground and i heard you had one yeah i got a pretty good one um i'll be melissa the judge santos of that. being aztec royalty whoa melissa santos is aztec royalty yep how's that work well the way i'm thinking of it is nothing in the temple happens by accident i mean just look at uh, dario cueto's uh, little ceramic red bull we waited a whole season to find out what was that about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That was a long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and we did, were just we talking about weird uh, things that definitely are not coincidences in the yeah. temple, especially with Dario, which is why I was like, oh, shit, let's call up our boy at Brandon120 and see what he's got to say. Yeah, follow him on Twitter, Brandon Morris. Thank you, Casey. Where is that piece of shit, Byron? Oh, he, he's masturbating to your voice. Hey, hey, Brandon, welcome to the show. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the tall man on you, Byron. <laughs> Please do. We were trying to get Kevin on the show today, but we, we haven't heard back from him yet today. He's probably, I don't know if he's coming to, to town this weekend or not, but he's probably running around like crazy on a Friday in Vegas. Yeah, so you're the, yeah, you're yeah. the replacement tall man, Brandon. Well, yeah, you have to do it for him this week. Ah, uh, shit. No, All so, right, well... Why do you think that she's Aztec royalty? I mean, I know everything is intentional, but what what makes her 
more specialer than everyone else other than the fact that she's hot? Well, in we live in Los Angeles. Latina actresses, beautiful ones especially, are a dime a dozen. So why was Melissa specifically picked? I don't know. There'd be a reason for that. So my thinking is uh, El Jefe specifically chose her because he had to protect her. The way this theory goes is that El Jefe got into debt with one of the tribes, and part of paying off that debt is he has to keep an eye on her. Hmm. So he, he's paying off a blood debt, basically, of some kind. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's not doing a good job of it. I mean, Pentagon attacked her last year. Oh, yeah. And Marty's been creeping on her for a while, too. And Famous is probably yeah, going to super kick her pretty soon. <laughs> well, but, so, so where's the, where, how's this play out, then? It plays out is that she doesn't know. That's part of, the, part of the caveat is that Melissa doesn't know she's Aztec royalty. Interesting. Let me ask you something, Byron. Uh, Casey, you have to be. You have to be kind of near a microphone. Casey's like wandering around the house trying to talk into. Like, there's where's microphones? It's a radio show. Brandon, I got a question for you. If if Melissa doesn't know that she's royalty, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Great question. Yeah, good question. What was that again? (laughs) Get near a microphone, Casey. If a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Are you there to hear it? No. <laughs> then no, it doesn't. Sound is not exit if there's no one there to hear it. There we have it. Melissa does not know she's royalty, so she is not. So she cannot lord over anyone. They proved <laughs> this in uh, Coming to America. <laughs> there's a little documentary called Coming to America. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. The golden arches are coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, so where, where okay, K- Casey aside, going along with your theory here for a second, what, what, how does this play out with Dario? What is, does Dario, you know, threaten to slit her throat or something to get out of this blood debt, or what, how does this work? Columbia necktie. What was that? Go ahead. So where, uh, how does this, how does this I thing play you, out? Was... Oh, ignore plays Casey. Play, plays out that if she does find out, all hell breaks loose. The War of the Seven Tribes begins, and it is the end of days. Okay. I'm all for the War of the Seven Tribes. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Hotness has got it wrong. Dario's not the linchpin. Melissa is. Interesting. Where does Aerostar travel back in time to do something about this story? Where does he fit in? Aerostar's the one protecting her. Aerostar is the one. He's the one that got this whole thing rolling. She's, he's smaller than she is. Uh, Aerostar could be a, a, a choice for that. I don't know. I could see Aerostar or um, Phoenix or maybe Puma being that guy. Yeah. Interesting. And the re- they, have to keep, they also have to keep Marty away from her because... Well, yeah, now, is the, is the Moth tribe the tribe that has caused this to happen? Because we know that they're supposed to be a rich tribe. Yeah. They want power, and Melissa represents power. And if they get her, all hell breaks loose. So you're saying that the moth's goal is to impregnate her? Yeah. Yes. 
Okay. Yes, I am. Fuck the that's coin. Why, that's why he's creeping on her so much. He it's more than just her being hot. It's he wants power. He wants what she represents. I gotta say, as far as like whether I'm competing for a belt or a medallion or something, if what I'm competing for is the chance to impregnate Melissa Santos, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. stakes are definitely raised. Oh yeah. And I do mean raised. Yeah. yeah, that's a pole match no one wants oh. to see. Oh, <laughs> no mas. <laughs> well, it's an interesting theory. So I'm, I'm curious, why, why did you come up with this idea? Like, what made you say someday, like, I really want to figure out what's happening with this whole Melissa thing? Uh, honestly, it was the heels. Oh, the heels. I was listening to, I was listening to mm-hmm. the heels. Why? Well, yeah, but dude, they were probably like That's not exactly on the same conscious plane as the rest of us. You, you understand <laughs> that, right? Obviously, but uh, occasionally the drunk and the stoner let something slip through that holds up. One of those things that they said was, what's her story? So that clicked in something in my head, and this is what I came up with. Did you try to go on their show and answer the question? I've tried, but they haven't gotten back. Urban's probably too drunk. Actually, they're on an airplane right now. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up you would say that. They don't get cell service. Well, I'll I'll ask Urban about it for you. He's actually going to come and do a guest spot uh, for the very next episode of our show, which will probably be a special. um, So, But I'll ask him about it. I'll see what he thinks. He'll probably be very honored that something that he said uh, inspired such deep thought from someone else. Yeah. yeah, I'm coming down to the temple tomorrow just to tailgate. I mean, I'm not good. I'm not going to the show, but I'm just gonna hang out. Oh, you should definitely tell Urban that when you see him. Then I won't tell I him, know. and I'll let it be a surprise because he'll love hearing it directly from you. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I well, appreciate that's, that's... the 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 theory. And dude, you gotta hit us up again if you got another awesome theory. Um, yes, we like hearing this shit. And all the listeners, hit us up with your weird theories so I can shoot them down in flames. Keep sending emails to the email address for the show. MMMshow75 at gmail.com. You can't remember that? No, I was feeding you. Well, how is anyone else supposed to remember if my own co-host can't remember what the fucking email I was address fe- is? I was feeding you. Yeah, Byron. He's dressed like Taz right now, dude. Oh, jeez. And you notice, you notice that Brandon didn't call in with anything about WWE. I didn't bring anything up about WWE. Two and a half hours before you called Brandon, all WWE. Just all yeah. WWE. Who is playing Sean. WWE Before games. we even hit record, uh, Byron's like, you got to talk about WWE on the show this week. It's no, so important this week. Justin wants I, I to talk about Roman Reigns. fire Byron. Yeah. Well, yeah, would you take his spot if we fired him? Yeah, but... Sure. but the tribe has spoken. Time to go, Byron. <laughs> You, you can't. You can't. Fi- you can't fire me. Well, My here's, origin here's, story here's the problem, is too though. deep. To collect the insurance, Did you money, just call it an origin story. Yeah, uh, an origin story. <laughs> My origin story is too deep. <laughs> Oh my God! Like a biopic. <laughs> his oh. his origin story on his biopic. Yeah, oh the, my God. The, the, the uh, all right. So here's the deal, Brandon. Here's the deal. If you want Byron's job, you can have it, but he has to actually be murdered so that me and Casey can collect the insurance policy that we took out for the show that that has a host being killed. I think the tall men will do it, but you got to convince him mm. to do it. Yeah. Maybe yeah, with no some problem. delicious Toll House cookies. If you can get... That's guy's the Toll Man, right? The Toll House cookies? Yeah. If you can get Melissa into the MMM show recording studio to discuss this theory, then 
we can put it up to a listener vote. You're gonna get him if arrested. I be voted He's out. gonna like go and stalk her now. You're gonna get a Melissa. Bag and try You're to gonna arrange. get Brandon arrested. And, uh, she lives like two I, hours I outside of LA. I think she'll be Not fine. In that area. Yeah. Why do you know that? All right, well, we got to get back to the rest of this show. Brandon, thank you so much for Thanks, calling Brandon. in. Thanks, problem, Brandon. Not a Cheers. And I'm out. Hey. Um, what do it's you think? It's on her Twitter. Case. <sighs> Deep sigh. No, nothing there? You don't think so? No. Uh, you know who I think is Aztec royalty, really? Is the guy named fucking Dragon Azteca, which is what I was talking about before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, My fault. I don't think he's the smartest man, is what I'm saying. Who? Not you, Brandon. Dragon Dragon Azteca. Azteca. Because he believes everything Dario says, he wears masks from dead people, and he thinks the best way to contact Rey Mysterio to help him is to spray paint a fucking sign. That's why it took like half a season for the dude to show up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's not quite as... Is as easy as a text message or just driving your ass down to San Diego. It's, yeah, it's like you can't away. see that sign from the freeway even. So he'd have to be going down that dirty ass street in Boyle, Boyle Heights just randomly and then be like, oh, question mark. Ray's like going to that art studio that's across the street. Oh, the pink one? Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I should check this out. <laughs> yeah, there's a question mark on the sign. There's a question mark. It must oh. be my bat signal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say this, though. There does need to be some kind of catalyst... Uh, I feel like to start kind of a bigger Aztec war thing where the tribes start to matter a little more in Lucha Underground. But at the same time, I think they're slowly building to it. And I think it is so much of a bigger thing that they wanted to shy away from it a little bit at first. Like they just kind of wanted to lay the groundwork and figure out where the bigger, badder place they could go is. And you got to debut everyone from every tribe. Yeah. Yeah, still don't know who the fuck the bunny rabbits are. Or associate. Or do we? No, we don't. We do not, Casey. No, but, you know, I think that we'll see over time um, how some more people are going to get associated with certain tribes. And I like that Mm -hmm. right here, Dario is calling it out with Nightclaw. Like, here's another person associated with that tribe. I don't know Mm -hmm. how he'll fit in or if him and Puma will team up or be some trios or something like that. Wait, is Nightclaw going to be mad about dead Conan? Uh, Why? Because... Conan helped out Puma, who is a member of the Jaguar Club, so Conan should have some sort of attachment to their tribe. That's fucking racist, dude. Just because they're from the same tribe doesn't mean they're friends. That's true. No, but not, but like... God, you're just like WWE booking that every black guy has to be teaming or feuding with each other. Fuck. No, uh, Apollo Crews is beating up the whitest person, or fighting the whitest person. Seamus? Seamus. Glow in the dark? Neon, yeah. so white he's glowing. I th- oh God, I started talking about WWE. You did it. You did it. All right, I will Damn move it, it on because we got a few more things with this episode yes. to talk about. Gift of the gods, three on three. Yeah, we got the crew and Joey. Good match. And and th- and yeah. and now wait, the winning team all gets a medallion. Yeah, and you know what? I That's got a new, theory. isn't it? Have they ever done that before? Um, no. And no. they um they also. You know, I've got a theory, you know, they wanted Cisco to wear a wire, so I think that thing on his shoulder isn't from an injury. That's just athletic injury no, tape. It's fucking, it's a microphone, dude. Really? You're that's, paranoid. That's just what they want you to think. Let's ask uh, the person with audio uh, background, Justin Harvey. I will say that um, from the brief amount of time that I worked on The Ultimate Fighter and did tap out, um, concealing microphones on shirtless men is mm. very difficult. So you're saying like, it's in his ass? On Ultimate Fighter, when you see people wearing an octagon necklace, 
That is not an octagon necklace. That is actually concealing microphones um, that run down the length of the necklace, and then the actual head of the microphone is behind the octagon symbol there. Dude, you gotta get us that yeah. shit. That would um, be so much cooler than talking into. I a built one. Mic. I built one for Larry the Cable Guy uh, in his necklace. If you ever watch Only in America with Larry the Cable Guy, which was a History Channel show. Um, I designed one for him. Like, he wears this leather necklace. That's one of his necklaces. I actually took a couple of his and, you know, ran a microphone down into it. So, because he he's had a hairy open chest, and it's like, where are you going to tape a microphone down? Now, in movies, feature movies, they'll run them through your hair yeah. and stuff like that. But doing that in a wrestling uh, arena when you're working out and being athletic with no shirt on, that would be a hard place to plant a microphone. So, I would say... Like, if you had some FBI, high-tech level shit, maybe you could do it, but I don't know that you'd want to. Thanks for shooting down my theories that I was bringing. That was the second well, here's thing, the thing we here's heard the thing. on the show today. Look, <laughs> if, if you were really going to do that, you'd have to have some other device nearby that would record that microphone. The lollipop. So, but in a locker, like in the locker room behind metal would not be a good place. Like Dario's office would be the closest place to the ring. So if you're going to plant a recording device that would record that microphone, it'd probably have to be in Dario's office, right between the locker rooms and the ring. What um, if I was in on the investigation and I was helping her? Well, you know, man, I don't. I, I would not want to be the guy to have to hide what a if microphone. I'm the representative of the rabbit tribe. So that's um, why you got standing room only at the biggest show, season three. Yeah, he found look, out I was a rat. That's messed up. That's true. Um, okay, the biggest, most important thing about this entire match is kill shots in it. I really like Marty and Killshot doing their, their story in this match where Marty was such a nice guy and gave the dog tags back so that they oh, would... Killshot held him in his hand Wait, stuff, but here's, the, here's, here's, where, here's where I'm I'm baffled right off the bat. Marty says that they're brothers in arms. Like, you, come on, Marty. You and Killshot will never be brothers. I don't think Killshot is going to let Marty in the brother club think, anytime soon. You think Marty racist. thinks he's a like brother-brother? I think Marty might be that delusional. Like, <laughs> Killshot's not the dude that you say brother to. Jesus Christ. He's it, like, hey, Killshot, what do you think of Dre's latest album? I mean, Chronic. I feel like it's it's going that, that route. He's like, free to choose whatever race he wants or gender. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. You guys are triggering me. Fuck. <laughs> I'd like to trigger you. <laughs> Ew. Oh, wow. That was nasty. Yeah. Anyways, um, I Oh, God. I love Striker's... I love Stryker's reference about Lance Storm in this match. Didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't Lance Storm use a Canadian trip? And then Vampiro's just like, he's not Canadian. He's from Vancouver. No, Alberta. Oh, Alberta, whatever. Jesus. It was fucking amazing. I was just like <laughs> crying. I laughed pretty hard in that line. Canadian humor, guys. It was funny. Yeah, he, he didn't say A once. Though. <laughs> a. Oh, there's gonna I don't ever say that to be an episode where Vampiro snaps and won't shut up about Tim Hortons. <laughs> Byron's a fan of donuts. If you didn't know, yeah, well, here we go. We're talking about donuts. Tim Warren's coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm and all donuts. about the Dunkin'. They're all delicious. Yeah, yeah. I heard you ate a whole box. Um, well, speaking of Cisco, I thought he was hands down, yeah, amazing in this match. Like his yeah. work rate and Cisco the way he came great. in blazing. Like put this dude in three on threes every fucking week, and yeah. I will watch. Yeah, like, that is reverse Rana. He nearly killed Killshot with that thing. That thing was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but then fucking Joey fucked up the Psycho Realm, which is a sweet fucking move that I like seeing and I don't get to see because the crew doesn't wrestle as a team that much anymore. And Joey Ryan did a super kick, and then he stole the fucking pin, and I didn't get to see the Psycho Realm. He didn't steal a pin. 
he didn't let them do the cycle. He didn't. Right? He didn't. He stole the pin from them. I got what you're uh. saying. Um, that was awesome. Like I, I don't. There's just nothing else good I can match. say about it. Like yeah. it was just a good match. Um, yeah. Kill shot though. I gotta say the the springboard dive off of the chest, whatever. Like, yeah. are you guys not sold on kill shot being one of the that baddest dudes out there now? No, See, I, just, we just, I, we just I really make fun think of kill shot the fuck with you, Justin. I agree. But, I agree I with you, Justin. <laughs> that you know, kill shot is impressing a lot, and I don't get. I think we'll get through to Casey someday about this. Like this was was was. <laughs> Are moves like that on the the Osprey Ricochet level? Like nah. honestly, even in Lucha in Lucha Underground, um, Killshot's more over with me than Puma. It exists in this universe, so it doesn't matter. Like I, if flippy stuff in Lucha Underground is fine. I was fine with the the match. I'm not like Vader. Byron sympathizes with them because they're both fat. But <laughs> I, uh, nice, nicely played. I, I I I'm not like Vader. I do sit ups. Do do one do one right now. Prove it. Oh, let me do my scorpion push-ups. How about that? Do a scorpion push-up. Oh, damn. No, because you're just gonna get turned on. That's probably true. So don't do that. Sex I don't, I don't really want. I'm sitting across oh, from I him. I said that. Fuck. <laughs> edit that out, Justin. I would never edit use what? those words. I don't know what you're oh. saying. I, do I edit this show? Never done it. Do we? <laughs> Casey is always mortified <laughs> by like, wait, dude. I thought you were gonna like cut some of that out. I was like, eh. I didn't feel like it. We get a lot of letters about some of the stuff Casey says, but, you know, what can you do? Um, I guess the other thing to say about this match is, and I almost hate to say it, but Killshot and Marty working together was yeah. fucking awesome. They, they mm. share a, a, a similar brand of violence. I, I See, I, I think the reason why I thought them working together was because of the fact that they share almost no similarities in wrestling style. Yeah, and and uh, see, I had a little problem with Killshot accepting the dog tags. He he came out putting him in bleach first because you know yeah. that they were in his ass, in the moth's ass. Yeah, that was really. Yeah, that's nasty. just the kind of guy he is. But also, Killshot kind of looked like old school Sting, where he's just like a nice guy who trusts everyone, yeah, including his you, enemies. Like, yeah, what? but Sting was kind of dumb. You know who yeah, they reminded Kill me Shot of here? here? You know who they reminded me of here? And it's weird. And I'm talking more about kind of how they were connecting in the ring. The fucking Hart Foundation. Are we getting back on the fucking Bret Hart thing again? That we should... Because his name's Killshot? Which one? Things, it's like the shark <laughs> no, that's not... That's are we getting back I'm on I'm not the, making that connection. I'm making the, like the... The yeah. bigger dude, and then the more technical saying, because guy. Because Marty goes, ah, he's like the fucking. But anvil. then when you put yeah. them together, their power spots are. I just, I thought, I'm talking purely about the in ring action. I just thought, and honestly, the wrestler I would most compare Killshot to is honestly Jake the Snake, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Jake the Snake would do this thing, where he would come to the ring, and you wouldn't know what to make of him. Every time you didn't know, the, even depending on what he was doing last week. Jake the Snake would do this thing where you didn't know if he was heel or face and you didn't care. And the crowd wasn't loud. The crowd was just kind of like, whoa, what the fuck is this guy? Can Brandon call back in? And then I think that if if you look at what Killshot's doing and the reaction that he gets, you don't really care where he's going one way or the other at the beginning of the match. You just want to see it play out. Yeah. It, now, don't get me wrong. He does not have the same kind of charisma, and that's not the gimmick that he's going for. No, you can't, you can't have Jake the I'm Snake. I'm not saying he's got the Jake the Snake charisma. I'm saying he's got the Jake the Snake reaction, and he's got that place as the ultimate tweener that's over. I have a, I have a hmm. Jake 
Just the snake question. I can think question. of another ultimate tweener that's over. His name's Pentagon I, fucking Jr. He's a, not a tweener, though. He's an overheel. Jake the snake question. I have a Jake the snake Go question. Ahead. What does DDT stand for? Damien's dinner time. No. Uh, you know what? You know what DDT... It stands for the end. Yeah, I was just going to say right, that. Thanks. You fucked it up. Kids are terrible. And and you say I'm the bad one comparing <laughs> Killshot to Jake the Snake. That is, is this out of line? That is, was is actually a Jake Roberts quote. I yes. Uh, but, I mean, do you think he's I'm off base saying that, that he's got any similarity to position-wise in the company where Jake the Snake was at, especially early in that big WWE run? I don't know. We're going to have to see him hang out with Alice Cooper. All right. Which I'm fucking Well, down. okay, that is what Killshot needs. Killshot needs some Alice cool Cooper. factor now. Like, yeah. he needs to get out of this gimmick with Marty at some point. Like, it needs to pay off. We, we've seen it go for a while. So, I, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm loving it, so I want to see it develop a little bit more. But if, at some point, it's got to pay off. And then what do you do with Killshot or Marty? They can't um, feud with each other forever. But there, there is a... Look at a, Sexy Star of Mariposa, though. Well, I guess... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess... But that's coming ages. back. I mean, they, you know... Yeah. But I, I think with like with these two guys, you they're up and comers, and the Lucha Underground audience these is watching youngsters. them. Well, I mean, career wise, I don't know how old, uh, they're all probably younger than than you, you old. old yeah, well, these, there's not a guy uh, in Lucha that's over thirty one. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Chavo. Chavo. Ooh. Blue Demon Junior is seventy five years old. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ta- I'm ta- you know the regular day to day. Katrina guys. is how old is Morrison? Yeah, exactly, fucking <laughs> Katrina. Yeah, Katrina's one hundred ninety seven. She doesn't yeah, fucking that's, count. because you know. she's hot like she's twenty seven. Yeah, she's. Yeah, yeah well, uh, Blue Demon Junior's hot like he's twenty seven. So I there. mean, what? What? How old's Taya? Um, Late twenties, early thirties. How old's Morrison? I, I would think she's probably earlier twenties. No, uh, mid. No, she's Morrison's doing, she's, probably like 31, 32. Morrison's yeah, got to yeah. be Morrison's like, of the regular day-to-day guys. Yeah. It's not like we got a computer open right in front of us. Right? So, we'll see. But um but these but these two guys so they're earning their they're earning their chops or whatever in front of this crowd. So you have your face your heel alliances, but at some point when they put in the work, they're going to earn the respect of the crowd that's beyond their good or bad guy character, I think. And that's where like you're the tweener. Well, and this is why you like promotions that are like this. These yeah. kind of promotions, you like Lucha Underground. You're not forcing. Them. What's your favorite promotion outside of Lucha Underground, Casey? DDT. And and the reason why is because it's fucking insane. And guys can get over regardless of whether they're face or heel, right? Fucking blow up dolls can get over regardless if they're face. There's a, the DDT. Uh, what don't is tell it? Cornette What's that? Twenty four seven title. It's the DDT Iron Man Open Heavy Metalweight Championship. It, you got to stay tuned to Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan on uh, Instagram, Twitter, all of his social media accounts. That belt has been bouncing around. It, the competition yeah. for it has never been more fierce. His fiance has it now. She has it now. Rey Mysterio had it for a hot minute. Yeah, and then Joey pinned him when he was sleeping. Yeah, which is. And then yeah. Scott Hall had it. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Hall tapped out. Yeah, he said, I give up to Colt Cabana putting his hand on his shoulder. He read a piece of paper that said, I give up. So it was a submission. Yeah. So Joey, Wy- Joey Ryan, out of the picture. You got Colt Cabana, right? And then fucking Kikutaro beats him for it. I didn't see how that happened. I need to. And then um, Joey Ryan's fiance acted like she was kind of like humping Kikutaro and then pinned him. Yeah. No, I Poor think, Kiku. He I thinks think with his dick. Colt was sleeping. God, it sounds and, crazy. And Kiku pinned him. Yeah, <laughs> took a page out of uh, Thunder. Yeah, on the Thunder's book. Yeah, 
Well, see, that sounds interesting. Okay, now now you got me interested. I'll I will well, I will be they, the next. They challenger. literally had a ladder win the title by falling over on someone and pinning them, and then since it couldn't defend the title, it had a retirement ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I love Lucha Underground. Oh, it's so out there. I'll just say it's the second greatest promotion. How about that? Now, Maybe see, two. and I yeah. like I want to see more of what's going on with Cross. Honestly, in F- FSW, I heard crazy shit about Matt Hardy coming in and him doing like. Oh, I would rather Euro. see Cross and Matt Hardy than Jeff Hardy oh, and Matt Hardy. Broken, broken Matt is one of the best gimmicks yeah. in all of wrestling. You just say that because he looks like you. No, he doesn't look like me. But I want to see what's going on he there. And I heard Cross has heat with those guys at F- FSW. I don't know if it's fucking he's shoot a- or work, but I, I mean, he walked away with their belt and hasn't gone back yet. He's been undefeated for like two years, I think, with it. And walked away with their belt and hasn't gone back yet. Oops. I don't know. Like, that's one of the reasons why I want to have him on the show, because I want to be like, dude, Kevin, what's up? Is that this? Can that- he bring the belt in? I hey, don't Mikey know. Nichols, he, he Mikey drove Nichols away with that did it shit. with the AWS Junior Heavyweight Title, and we never thought we would see it again. And then he eventually came back and defended it like two I don't years know. later. Does Kevin and Pauly Colbert got issues title? though that they need to solve, and I want to find out about yeah. that too and see if if Kevin's going to be coming this way on a more permanent basis because that would be kind of awesome too. Really I also awesome. want to talk, especially to him about if he how steals he somebody to... else's gold when he does it. That'd be I dope. I want to talk to him about how he wants to beat the shit out of Byron too. I, like that. I don't know where that even started. Brandon. Brandon. He wants your fucking job, dude. Who's Brandon? Exactly. The um, dog. I'm no, before producer. before we move on, I want Casey to get into um, his favorite DDT match, which which I think has up and comer uh, cruiserweight classic contender Ibushi Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Um, he a lot of people are going to be noticing this kid. He's a favorite to win it. Him and Zack Saber Jr. And this is the pedigree that he comes from. Oh, shit. Well, he's not in my favorite match of the promotion, but he's had some sick ones. Like, there was, um, they do these matches at a, at a campsite. They do a campsite match, right? No, the apartment one. Oh, the apartment one was fucking great. So he had to go through an apartment building and fight everyone room to room. And if you win, you get a key to go to the next room. And uh, <laughs> that sounds amazing. You know, like he'll be walking in and he'll see a guy that's ready to fight. But one one guy was like trying to jerk off. Dino was trying to fuck some dude. Um, there's a guy growing watermelons inside his house. There's all kinds of shit happening. And this is this is the shit that Cornette really hates, right? Fuck, I don't know. He might get a little. Blown I mean, he or... he he. You know, gets on you know Bananas. guys who have wrestled yeah. blow up dolls all the time as as having no credibility in wrestling ever again yeah but you know what i'm sure he's wrestled a blow-up doll or two in his time i mean look at his fucking face just not on tv yeah that's true <laughs> he did i think he did wrestle and drag though at least once my favorite thing was when big bubba rogers missed catching him <laughs> oh god off of a scaffold yeah um, because he was wearing sunglasses and he couldn't fucking see but um dude this promotion's great but my favorite abushi match they, they would do these matches at a campsite, right? Like, there's no ring. They're just fighting in the mud and shit like that. And then eventually they get bored of wrestling and just start shooting fireworks at each other. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I see. I've had a couple of those Roman candle battles, and yeah. that's, uh, that, 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 that's selling hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeesh. All right. Well, you've got me interested enough that I will go and watch all of these things, like, immediately. Yeah, we'll, we'll introduce you to the love of Dan Shoku Dino. Don't worry. God, we're we going to have to change this whole podcast oh, now. Oh, Dino has to go on Lucha. You know, okay, I need to, exp- I need to explain Dan Shoku Dino a little bit. There I'm was not a, stopping you. There's a little, there was a popular anime in Japan that had a character named, like, Dan, Sh- Dan Shoku Dino, which Dan-shaku. means um, 
Baron Dino, like you know, like Baron Von Dino. Yeah, you know, like a like the actual like royalty title. Like Corbin. Right. He's Dan Shoku Dino. That means Sodomy Dino. Good lord. And it it, it explains him perfectly. Alrighty it's then. It's very fitting. Very fitting. So about this uh, gift of the gods three on three <laughs> uh, coin match here. How did it finish? How did it finish, Byron? Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan did the super kick. And, and then what happened? And then they were, his team was arguing over bravado and machoism. Uh-huh. And what was the finishing move? The finishing move, uh, it was a roll-up. After? Cort Castro got um, uh, pinned. No. One of them. <laughs> no. Bail? Joey Ryan stole the pin, did a super kick, and fucking... Uh... They lost. Yeah, they lost. I forget what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I forgot. Kill but when did Killshot hit his move? Dude, I don't even oh, remember no, who this the is... fuck was teaming with the Moth No, it was, it was sick. While, um, while they were fighting... Um, oh, Sinestro Cort Del Muerte. Cortez. Yeah. Cortez. Yeah, you're getting closer. Cortez and Joey Ryan... Got knocked out of the ring by some shenanigans, and basically, Marty dropped a curb stomp, and then Killshot dropped uh, both of his feet out of the sky. Which I like to call "dead to rights." I don't know if that thing has a name, but "dead to rights" sounds called like a double songs. stomp to the belly willy, if you will. Yeah, so <laughs> it's to the face. I don't care. It's, it's to the shoulders. To the face. We've seen evidence. It's, it's to the that it's to the face. It's supposed to be to the shoulders. The curb stomp. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about the dead to rights No, I mean, thing. no, no, the, the top rope. Double thumb to the belly willy, yeah. if you will. Get it. <laughs> you will He's got it. a bicycle. <laughs> oh, God. We're never going to get through the show. And oh, so God. that's how they finished the match. Yeah, and uh, then Marty re-steals the fucking dog tags. Yeah, come on, On the sly, which I, liked, which I liked. Dude, Killshot's over there arguing and all up in the match and whatnot. And Marty just shows uh, some ring awareness, and he's like, Okay, I got what I needed out of this motherfucker. We tried to help him. We're yelling, yelling steal dude, he's shit. stealing your shit. He's yeah. stealing your shit. I, I love it when fans do that. And the poor wrestler's like, God damn it, I hear every guy in this fucking arena telling me to turn around and I can't do it because it's not the gimmick. You I just, don't know how well he hears in the mask because his ears are like all trapped. I like that. Uh, it's just 37 confirmed kills. And yet you think this Marty guy is totally legit all of a sudden. By the way, Swerve has new merch out. You guys should go Who's and that? check out uh, Swerve merch. Case Fabe doesn't know what that you, means. When you see the new logo, <laughs> when you see the new logo, you'll know what it is. Go go to, uh, what is it, Strickland Shane? Go to at Strickland Shane, and I'm Swerve's, sure. Uh, that's that show on the WWE on Network that Byron likes. Oh, that hit Swerve's, show that's coming no, back. No. It's, uh, you never know what to expect. Oh, and speaking of merchandise. Almost got shot by speak, old lady. Speaking of merchandise, that's I got to throw out a shout out to my boys down to scrap. Hit them up at downtoscrap.com. Oh, their shit is cool, man. I they love got some it. dope shit. And uh, check out the mouth guards, too. Like, yeah. Have you seen these? Look at this. Check out the this one. The, the mouth guard on the SureFit zombie is fucking... Like, if I saw somebody in MMA coming to the ring in that, it goes yeah. beyond the Arlovsky thing. Yeah, because it's got, like, gums and shit. It's it got gums. Cool. It looks real. It looks like some kind of lichen... Thing. Yeah, it looks like you would be buying some dental distortions fucking uh, teeth. Neville should put those in when he fights. And they got a lot of cool uh, shirts and stuff, too. So he check out downtoscrap.com. Um, down to scrap, and it's the number two, right? Yeah, down two. D-O-W-N, the number two, and S-C-R-A-P.com. Cool shit. I wonder if our Twitter will have that 
Why don't you do it since you got yours open right now? <laughs> I don't have the actual mm, show Twitter account. He'll retweet you. I'll, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, so that was it for this week, right? Yeah. Wait, no, there was another little match. Just oh, a little I... tiny match left on this show. Oh, was it? did it have Pentagon Jr. in it? <laughs> it's the, no, no, no. It had uh, your favorite wrestler in it, not Pentagon. Um, Undertaker? I, I like to call this match the <laughs> battle of who could care for their partner less. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, love... there's a there's a lot to this. They called it a Parejas Increíbles match, which actually is a stipulation that is honored in Mexico that's two tag partners that hate each other. I loved how Vampiro brought that. He explained that into detail. Well, they didn't explain where that can go, which I think would be awesome for Lucha Underground. Where they also that? call it like a suicide rules match, but... They'll, they'll do, sometimes they'll just do a match. Sometimes they'll do a whole tournament, right? That it's all teams that hate each other. And uh, the losing team advances in the tournament usually instead of the winning team. And whoever loses the most, the shittiest team has to fight each other for their hair or their mask. And that's oh, fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah. I, get, uh, I dig that. The most recent So you really one, don't want to advance. Right. So there's still a reason to win. But then you're seeing the losers keep going. That's yeah. very, very interesting. CML like changed it up the last time they did it. They had the winners because they hated each other and it was for a main event at the big anniversary show in Arena Mexico. They had the winners advance to fight each other and they basically just did that to fuck people out of an Atlantis mask match that they really wanted. But, oh. Yeah. But see, I, I really like this. And this is the kind of thing I kind of like about Lucha Underground is, you know, I've watched some AAA and a little bit of other Lucha Libre, but not a ton. And it, I love them bringing stuff like that to the show. And, and, you know, a lot of people complain about, you know, Lucha Libre being Americanized or whatnot. But I think that, you know, it's honoring the traditions and some of the stuff that's gone over great. They're just like, you know, TNA and all these other promotions have honored classic WWF. Yeah. It's not, you know, I, I don't think that it's an Americanization uh, or, or theft of the product, but yeah. I would like to see more stuff like that. Like yeah. find the stuff that's really interesting that's going on in Mexico and bring little pieces of that into Lucha Underground. I love it. I'd like to see a Cibernetico match too, which um, Chikara does those. So you have like <laughs> teams, right? But you're not wrestling at the same time. They send a guy in like a batting order in baseball. War games. No. Not quite. It's like one on one, and you fight each other, and then if someone gets pinned, they're out, and it's like a survival thing, and then the next person comes in. Gauntlet versus gauntlet match. Kind of, but you can you can tag out and then go to the back of the batting Line. order again, like baseball. Kind you of. go around in order. Yeah. You go and in your batting order. No, I, then when a team wins, they all have to fight each other the same way until there's one winner. Interesting. Oh, or like King of the Mountain match. Nothing. No, not. That's like hanging a. Belt. It's belt. like what he said it is like. It's not <laughs> like anything else. That's the whole point. Bringing cool sh I like that one too. Yeah, like that can take a whole episode. And that'd be cool really too long. because that, that's one of those ways where I know Lucha Underground has got a, you know, a deep roster at times to figure out how to get them good matches and get it into an hour-long show. Like They yeah, want to have a deep with... roster, but at the same yeah. time, you don't want it to be so deep you can't fit it in an hour. So, But yeah, like if you really wanted to fit it in an hour, just do it with like four people on each team or something like that. I dig it. I like the Survivor Series. Well, anyway, so the, the 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 people in question here that do not like each other yeah, are the majority of the women in Lucha Underground. In yeah. fact, 
The list of women who are not in this match is shorter than the ones that are in it. <laughs> Guys, I'm not going to say I'm using the women's match for a piss break, but I drank a double gulp just now. He's using the women's match for a oh, piss break. Oh, that's kind of... Um... That's all right. It's fine. We'll get Should through I take it with the that. Mic in with me? No, gosh, no. Gosh, wow, no. So, Sexy Star and her nemesis, Mariposa. Yes. The Mariposa. Yes. And uh, Ivelisse and. Taya. Yay! 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 That's a good team. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why that's a good team? Because they're good at hurting people, and they can wrestle. That's kind of what I was saying. Right. Well, I mean, hurting people and wrestling are kind of the same thing. No, I love I love this concept. Uh, I like seeing Sexy Star working with uh, Mariposa or being forced to work with Mariposa. Yep. I find it odd that they didn't have more heat in this match, to tell you the truth, especially after what Sexy Star went through with Mariposa. That's the one uh, pair of enemies that they kind of really glossed over. Yeah, they kind of did. I mean, there was more heat on the Taya Ivalice side, maybe because their feud's a little newer, but from what supposedly Mariposa did to Sexy Star, <laughs> like, I would, I would, they're like, this restraining order level, incarceration levels of heat that should and, be going on there. And then, uh, uh, so much better. Hi, guys. You, are you going to close, thinner. are you going to close the door? Your eyes aren't yellow anymore. Oh, God, I know. That was so much. Byron I, it would have been funnier to do one Fever Studios. No, because you needed to be here for that. Yeah, but I didn't have to go as hey, much. Hey, Casey, how, how's that door doing? <laughs> Casey is uh, oh, knocking over microphones and beating sorry. up the door. Oh, he stepped on the cat. Oh, God. He's like the second most belligerent person on the podcast today. Oh, my God. You're not drunk, are you? It's too. You know, we got J-Man and Urban coming to town later. Yeah, you can't get drunk now. now. I'm not drinking at all. Look at Billy. She's like burrowing into Casey the couch. Casey doesn't drink, guys. I just, I just drank a double gulp Actually, full of like... Actually, Casey, do you drink? Cup. No. You don't ever drink, do you? No. So I, But I did drink a giant double gulp the size of Billy. It caffeinates heavily. Uh, yeah, that's why I've been talking so much is because I've got a lot of caffeine in me. And plus, it's a podcast, so we're supposed to talk. When Casey Yeah, but people like to play this on double speed. So if you talk too fast on regular speed, they're never going to be able to play it on double speed. You're going to sound like worse than Alvin from the Chipmunks. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you can't talk too fast. I started listening to podcasts in triple speed. Oh, my some of God. Them. Like only some At of them. At that point, you should just get like it injected in your veins somehow. You should just get chipped in. And not even have to listen to it. It's just get like implanted in your brain. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not like as caffeinated. Like I don't do energy drinks that much, but. Uh, yeah, I did I, one at the temple last time and it fucking saved my life. I'm gonna yeah, have to sometimes do it this that time does. Too. I'm going to have to have a monster this time. I like it when you bring vodka and then you buy like a monster drink and then you pour the monster. No, you pour the vodka in the monster. That's like a Red Bull and vodka, except it's with monster. And then you walk That's around more sugar. drinking that and you feel like happy about yourself. I, I don't know that that would make me feel happy. I think it's, it might make me feel like I was on crack. <laughs> that is. That's like ginger crack. That's what I was doing <laughs> when we would sit outside. When we'd line up and just wait outside the temple all day. By the time the show started, I would have been asleep. If well, I, wasn't drinking I can tell day. you right now, there's going to be some tailgating on Saturday, maybe, of some people hanging out. But on Sunday, it's going to be like 103 degrees again. Yeah. I am trying my hardest not to be standing outside that whole day. You can hold a spot in line. Thank you, Byron. No, we, pre- no, we appreciate you. No, I'm, thank you. I'm doing. I'm already. Anyway, done so um, we only have to be there. I talk. I, I had in my <laughs> notes to ask Casey about the history of these rivalries, but I think you guys get 
Yeah, you uh, know we and Byron just talked about the sexy star and yeah. and well, Mariposa one, but we, we haven't seen sexy and Mariposa since sexy star told her to go fuck herself. Right, and now they're tagging together, and they did kind of gloss it over. I was a bit surprised. I thought that there would be yeah. a little more heat there, but it was still, it didn't hurt the match. We've seen them one more time between then, but like mm. in a team, there might have been a run in or something. Something for a coin. I don't. remember. Yeah, that. the six way. They were in that. The, you know, the tag match for the six. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I just I think I just remember uh, Pentagon in the wheelchair. And Jesus Christ. poor Chavo. How, how can you not remember that? How can you not think about that every minute of <laughs> Pentagon comes up to his only friend. Um, okay. As you guys know, if you listen to this show, I'm a Taya fan. But no. Here, th- this match is one of the reasons why. Did you see the work that she was doing with Sexy Star? She made Sexy Star look great. Yeah, that's a lot of work. So, congrats. She Taya. was sell- they- selling the shit out of the submission attempt, too. Did you see that? Like, just the way that Taya was selling a submission attempt from somebody who weighs half of what she weighs. You know, but the sell it's is nice where it's at. And it, lady, and it works. Yeah, but Taya, Taya hits the gym, man. She can, she can lift some iron. She's got muscles. And Sexy Star is like, what? 4'2"? Probably. <laughs> like... Three inches taller than Masquerita. Like, Sexy Star yeah. is a little, little person. She's taller than Aerostar. Is she taller than Aerostar? She might be taller than Aerostar. Damn. Damn. He's, he's like from that. the Cosmos. Um, yeah. Like Yoda. He's short, too. I like, I, I just, I like that whole sequence. Uh, you guys, maybe you didn't notice it, but to me, they, they start with that submission attempt, and it goes into, like, a key lock, and then they're selling, like, old-school chain wrestling. Yeah. yeah. It was, to me, like... Being an old school fan, I don't want to see a ton of that in Lucha Underground because I like the flippy shit. But at the same time, to get to the flippy shit and to make early stages of matches make sense, if you're going to do it, the way these two did it in this match was amazing to me. I love and in the fact, chain wrestling. If we can bring an El Dandy to Lucha Underground today, I'd fucking do it. I mean, Spanish for the dandy. I don't know. Like, I, I, I was like, this is yeah. like Dean Malenko level stuff. Who are you that, to doubt El Dandy? This match that Tyra had... was doing to me. It's pretty cool. Casey's just running shtick by himself I, off in the fine. corner. I like it. Uh, there's a, you guys this, should see Byron's this, hair right now. This by the match way. had a lot. It's like when they're putting He's it doing together, the Jack Evans hair right now. It's like when they're putting the match together. They I just were like, let's it. do this and then let's do that. And the, they just did a whole bunch of different yeah. things, which was awesome because they did it well. But you know what? And, and, and I will say this. I feel like this was a well-agented match. I, I feel, feel like, like somebody yeah. really worked this one out. To everyone's strengths. Yeah. 100%. And, and Byron... So who do you think did this one? Chavo? Paul London? It wasn't a Vamp-style match. I it, bet it was London. Vamp, Vamp probably did the match before this one. He probably did the Kill Shot Marty thing. I know for sure Vampiro did one of my favorite matches mm-hmm. that hasn't aired. And yeah, you, you're not allowed to have favorite matches that haven't aired yet. Yeah, because they don't you exist. You were there, right? You case Fabe, Case Fabe yeah. will hurt you. Don't was, let Case Fabe. Was I yeah, there? Don't break Case Fabe. Was I fucking there? Did you just ask if I was there? Was it last week when you got me sick? Because if it wasn't, I was fucking there. It's weird. You got sick and I felt great. And I got sick this, too, though. I you're think you're immune you're to... Fucking outbreak I don't know why you, I don't know why I you think you're immune to your cat's pee. I think I'm not. he's got mm-hmm. HPV also. Maybe. What? Um, is that a, for, I think he's got FPV from felines. And sure, um, Mariposa. Mariposa. Case Fib was almost going to get a little angry right there. Was was great in this. Because <laughs> I, I called her a botched. cheerleader. 
I almost botched. Well, she's perky. She's happy. Yeah. She's yeah, happy. she's so fucking happy. Not really. She does twirl the the pigtails though. Yeah. Anyway, uh, merchant. What, what? And this was one of my questions for you. Was that wasn't a camel clutch thing that she was working? What was that crazy submission she was working? It was some kind of like modified clutch deal. I don't fucking remember, man. I, I don't know, but I thought it was cool, and it was another thing that was like I was really appreciating it. And to me, it's like, dude. People are trying to compare the women in Lucha Underground to the women in WWE. Mm. I'm saying that the women in this match, regardless of whether it was them or how it was agented or the writers or what, I'm saying they're doing better than the guys in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ivelisse was fighting Mil Moritas for the the belt. Exactly. Convincingly had a hope spot that we fucking jumped out of our chairs for. Which is better than any match Pretty, I mean, unless they do a good main event match with Seth, Seth Rollins for some reason, it's better than anything you're going to see on Raw. I just really liked the pace of this whole match, the way this yeah. whole thing flowed, the different styles of wrestling. Um, and honestly, some of the there wasn't a ton of flippy lucha shit. Like the sexy star spots were not huge. Like she did an apron run into a butt splash kind of thing. Yeah. Off in the side, which actually she got caught on. She, she almost had a wardrobe malfunction where mm-hmm. her crotch got caught on Taya's boob. <laughs> after that they almost ripped each other's costumes there was almost a little fiasco there something but. dudes don't have to worry about no really, yeah. like and that was the one spot where it's like oh yeah this is still women wrestling they got to be a little more worried about their fucking wardrobe malfunctions and yeah. there's more wild wardrobe malfunctions coming in this show that i have yeah, to talk about uh, but they're, they're if it's the one that i'm thinking it's of, an mma one it's no nah, but there's another one coming up in season three that no one wants to see oh god no so, Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. Well, you'll get a chance to talk about it soon. Wait, no, you won't. Season no. three is not going to start airing until like September or October. I'm actually going to talk to the network and have them delay it a couple more months. Oh God, why? Just fuck. With Don't people. do that. To, like, I'm deathly afraid of life without Lucha on Wednesdays. Don't get me wrong. I have a plan already. I have a plan for the show. Yeah. I have a plan for my life. I, I'm not going to blow my head off but I tell, i'm going to I, miss lucha i gotta tell the audience something though if you're not going to the temple this weekend and i know a lot of our listeners aren't because they might not have got tickets or they might be from other states or they might be other places check out the fucking el rey network schools out marathon because it's got some class of newcomb high in it motherfuckers yeah i only sign oh. off on the first one i saw return the, to newcomb high i saw the new one from like a few years ago part yeah. one i haven't seen can i just two. say that i, I trip out on the fact still, that still when they run what? these marathons on Lu- on El Rey, that like I didn't even know they made five substitutes. The substitute, like oh, yeah, the first two treat. or three, were actually awesome. Yeah, and then they went to treat Williams instead of. And uh, then they Tom made Baron like Jay. six more or yeah. something. And then what was the other one? Oh, okay. prophecy oh. one through five. I've yeah. seen the first three and loved them. Did not know there were five of them. Have you seen all the fucking kickboxer sequels with Cody from yes. Step by Step? I have yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I see, I did watch those them. as they happened. You know. His wife saw them, I'm sure, in person. Oh God, fuck. Brutal. He wow. just wanted to embrace playing Jean Claude Van Damme's brother. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Christ. Um, he anyway, was sub Jerry Waller. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Now there is a spot that I want to talk about in this match. As much as I want to put over the women, there was a DDT yeah. where Sexy Star smacked <laughs> Taya's head like face, nose first. Didn't get her on the crown or anything like. I think it's a height thing because she can't really, or Taya didn't over-rotate enough. Could be on Taya. I'm not even saying it's on Sexy. I don't think it was on Taya. I'm just <laughs> saying I didn't like it. 
it looked not right to me. And I don't normally talk about a lot of blown spot stuff here, but this was one of those ones where, and it seemed fine. Ty got right back up and was totally in the match. She didn't, she didn't hurt herself too bad, but it was just like, you know why the DDT is a dangerous move. It's when yeah. you come down at the wrong angle, you can compact the neck or you come into your face the wrong way. Get a concussion. You're, the best DDTs are the ones where the head is completely cradled. When you go down, the side of the body protects the top of the head and mm-hmm. you go all the way over and back bump. Actually, the best DDT is a Japanese wrestling promotion. But Well, you know what I'm saying. But this one was a face plant DDT, hard and fast, and it just looked stiff as shit. There's a lot of stiff shit in this match. I thought fucking the, perverts. Whoa, man. whoa, Jesus whoa! Christ. Justin, no, Justin, let's let's back it off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, settle okay. down, Jerry okay. Waller. Jesus, okay. puppies! Oh God, triggered. <laughs> I, I I think that the we'll get to I him in a minute too. The audio just peaked. Oh. oh, doesn't it always like? Can you can you just imagine the poor guy sitting in the back that had to ride Lawler's levels back then, in the Attitude Era? Oh God, I I would have not liked that no, job. It's probably Kevin Dunn. He can suck a dick. <laughs> Um, no offense to people that enjoy sucking dicks. I'm so Mariposa hits Byron. the finisher on Ivalice. Sexy Star gets yeah. the cover. Yes. Um, she didn't use the vertebraker. That was weird. Yeah, she didn't. Mm, it's not called vertebraker. It's called the spinning kudo driver, you fucking honky. <laughs> There's some racism I can improve of. Um, hey, Justin, is this good coffee? Oh God! Why? Why am I asking if this is good coffee? <laughs> oh God! I'm about to go into 20 minutes on the horrible car accident I saw on the way here, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not. I'm not gonna fall for the banana tailpipe. Sure, that's all you need to know. Um. Oh, you, the one I sent you? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fucking good, right? Yeah. Yeah. You saw it too. What's Justin. up? Uh, did I? I don't know. I don't know because I was talking to text. I didn't read anything that's on the thread. Yeah, I was just texting without reading all of it. Anyway, um, Taya hit the spear on her own partner by accident. And was smiling. And loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mariposa hits the finisher on Ivalice. Sexy gets the cover. So everyone kind of plays out in the end here. Um, so where are these angles going? Do we care? Do we want to care? I, uh, I care. I think we're kind of... I think we're kind of... Everyone is grumpy towards each other, but we're moving towards the medallions and the... Gift to the gods at Ultima Luchados. Kind of grumpy right now. Um, Need another I, double. You know, I, I just I, I think that's just what their character relations are. I don't think there's a story. Well, but you still with. got. Uh, well, this is going to lead to more sexy and Mariposa, which is maybe why we didn't see it play out here. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where Evie's going. I said last week I don't know how they're going to keep pushing she Evie. I like seeing her in this match. Taya. This was a this was yeah. great for her. Her and Taya hate each other, man. Gotta fight. I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe it's is that kind of sad though for Ivalice that she was kind of in the picture with the men and now she is just coming back to wrestling with the women. Wow, or, is it kind of oh. sad that she's wrestling your alleged favorite wrestler in this match? Jeez. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But I mean, you just this is a woman nailed. that wrestled. You just for, got swerved. This is a woman that wrestled for the title at the beginning of this season. Right. Yeah. And now it seems like they're scaling back her program to be what we always see from wrestling. But Ty is different. She's in. I mean, uh, I guess what you would call sort of a main event program with I think the whole should, I think worldwide underground to Ty people. Right now is what I'm thinking. No, but she's with the worldwide underground people. And like, right. If and you're not but she's fight. the one with the worldwide underground that does not have gold. 
Yeah. Oh, God, which is just kind of messed up. Dogging Ty. That is not a diss on her. I'm mad about that. But I want she, her to be in the trio champion. A, but so she gets the singles program for a belt. If she's wrestling against fucking Ivelisse, it's not for her belt. It's not well, at the top I'm of the sorry card. that Taya lost the match that could have got her in the singles program well, for the true. belt. Yeah, she should have won. Yeah, if she wanted. That. I don't know. I, I'm going to say sorry the, she let you down, Justin. The verdict is the the jury's still out on this one. Um, I want to see what they're going to do with Ivelisse and Taya. Yeah. I want to be impressed for both of them. Like, look, Ivelisse is not as much my favorite as Taya is, but she is way more over than any of the other female wrestlers, I think. I think she's more over than Sexy Star. Ivelisse is still up there. Like, people pop hard for Ivelisse. Well, Taya was over before she walked into the temple. I agree, but I feel like that's what the There's more the traditional... The, tri- the traditional AAA fans that know yeah. her. And, and, and the Lance Storm fans. Yeah. The Lance... I'm a Lance Storm fan, too. Apparently, too. Vampire. Yeah, I'm a fan of his chair shots. <laughs> They're barely legal. Um... All right, well, there's one last thing from Lucha Underground to talk about. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Ray and Puma. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a dope fucking hoodie, Look, man. and look. Yeah, let's talk about here, that. Here, I'm going to start off with the bad part of this segment, um, and, <laughs> and then I'm going to get to the good parts, because there's more good than bad. But the bad part of this segment to me is we don't get a whole lot of in-ring promos. This was, this was very Raw-esque. It's special. But it was special. But at the same time, if you're going to cut... A long in-ring promo in Lucha Underground. Let Pentagon do it. Yeah, is this is it gonna be Puma? Yeah, I dude, don't think he's as especially as almost, Puma. We waited a whole season. We almost got this. He wore the same clothes, even and the same mask in season one when he tried to talk, and Mil Muertes rudely interrupted him, and yeah. he was so yeah. upset of this rude interruption, he didn't talk for a whole season. Now, do we like Puma talking though? Well, I think I'm fine. I think he's the biggest star, like the biggest like home, homegrown sort of character star on the the babyface representative, and so he has been able to talk for two seasons. He has something to say. I think that's a big deal. I think the booking of the whole thing is good. He talked a ton in season one, through Conan. Mm -hmm. I liked that. But he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, that I'm I'm saying as far as his character, him having something to say on this episode is a big deal and it was built up okay. like a big deal. And I agree with that. And what he said was amazing. Yes. What he said, the script of what he said, what he went out there and did, I totally popped for it. I totally loved yeah. it. I just like he does not instill fear on the microphone when he's talking to he me. He could have practiced a he little bit. He is not he's not well, I mean, even just his voice is not the voice that really sells an in-ring promo. Well, neither is Ray. Like talk but but I didn't mind when Puma was talking backstage, when he's in a group of people. So you it's want the... Puma to sound like fucking Nightclaw. <laughs> yeah, fucking Bane. Swirl fucking Bane. Batman. Me, Ray. Yeah. But Where's the money? It's not just, it's not that. It's that when you come to the ring and you're barking it out, you're throwing down that challenge, you're throwing down the gauntlet. You want some fucking bass in your voice, man. Like, you want that shit to be manned up. You want Puma to come out there like, Rey Mysterio, why are you coming into my temple? He's literally doing think, Killshot's voice. I think that there's other issues in the play right now. Are you calling him what I think you're calling him? What do you, what do you think I'm calling him? I think you're... No, I, mean, I am I'm that. A, I'm a little afraid to say. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is put some bass in your, in your voice. You're from Boyle Heights. 
That didn't sound like a Boyle Heights voice to me. It didn't. No. You don't think what's a Boyle what's a Boyle Heights voice sound like? You tell like? us because you did no, such a no, great no, Tejano no, impression. No, 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 I'm not falling for the banana yeah, in the tailpipe. <laughs> I'm not going down that road again. I would like to keep ratings up. <laughs> Hi, everyone from Boyle Heights. Yeah, I I Watch don't know for those guys in masks. Um, <laughs> same two guys. Yeah. Fuck, those guys are dicks. Anyway, yeah. we got a Conan reference here, too. Puma said that Conan had him convinced that he could be the next Rey Mysterio God or better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one problem for Puma is that to be the next Rey Mysterio, you have to go through this Rey Mysterio. You know, and we've already got one. Byron's got his computer open right now, and he's got uh, the handshake that I accept. And I am still disappointed that nobody kicked anybody in the dick. Really? They gave us so many dick kicks in preparation of this moment. Not one fucking. But the dick only kick. way to do the dick kick here is to heal Puma. Yeah, dude. What, whatever. You dude. want him to go heal before Ultima Lucha Dose, sure. though? Sure. No, that'd be the WWE way to do it. I like Puma's uh, dark mask. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I guess that's the real question coming out of this. Who's gonna kick who is, in the dick? No. Is this leading to a Puma heel turn? Is he leaving the company? It looks. It looks like it's a match built out of respect. Can I just kind of break case fabe a little bit? Yeah. This match is fucking awesome. I know anyone that's listening to the show is probably not going to miss it, but if you're just like one of the people that listens for MMA, I'm sorry. We're going really long before we talk about the MMA shit. We will get to it and Byron will stop talking. Uh, This match is fucking great. Yeah. Puma and Rey Mysterio, like all the expectations you have, it was actually better than that. It was way better. It yeah. was way better. And I'm I'm an old WCW mark. I used to watch Nitro. And, and he used... wrestled like that Rey. Yeah. It's like you that was the Rey Mysterio that is going to come out. And it's just you have to watch this. Like Aerostar got in his fucking time machine and got WCW Ray and put him in this match. I, I will, I will say this. I was not at a ton of tapings for this season uh, too, but I was at that one. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to agree with the guys on this one. It is something to not miss. Five in fact, stars. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that the rest of this season of Lucha Underground, this is probably oh. the, and this was a great episode. This is probably the softest one that you're going to get leading up to the end here. Well, because now um, we got Ultima Lucha for everything, right? Is that where uh, we're at right no, now? No, there's one more regular episode and then three Ultima Lucha episodes. Okay. And all the July episodes are Ultima Lucha Man, ones, I, I believe. I don't fucking remember. We don't have a trios. Uh, there's been stuff that is not announced right? that is going to be in those. Like we, we, uh, there's more matches than there's more matches out. that are going to be announced this coming week. I believe you get the rest of the setup yeah. this coming week, and then you go oh, right into it. Yeah. yeah, you got some good stuff to look forward to, guys. Yeah, you fucking Lucha do. Underground is an amazing show. If you're not watching it, there's something fucking wrong with you. If you yeah. are, yeah, it's it, kind of a good jumping on point. I'm too. hoping, I'm sort hoping of. that like if there's some MMA fans that you know are kind of peripheral wrestling fans that are listening to any of this and i know there's a few there are i would say that look find el rey or you know go on youtube and at least download some clips of matches because they have some whole full matches on the lucha el rey they put one out every week yeah they put one out every week so at least watch that one like go and watch some of this stuff you will be impressed if you don't like wwe and you don't like other wrestling and you think wrestling's awful or whatever Give this a shot. It's a totally different thing, and it's a very entertaining show. That's as much good stuff right. as I can say about it. And as a big comic book nerd, I have to and talk to me, Hente, right here, my fucking people. 
Ray versus Puma is like watching fucking Spider-Man fight himself. But not that shitty clone saga that all got you to stop reading in the early to mid-90s. That was me. That was yeah. me. I read that and I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then I read like Spider-Man 2099 or whatever that shit was. And then I was like, okay, I'm still done. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. So this is this would be like if the clone saga was good and Spider-Man was fighting himself and one was short. With sick. a bionic knee? Yeah. All right. Gotta, you got to see that shit. He's got like stem cells in that shit now. Like legit. Like that's what's helping him. That's fucking awesome. Science is cool so sometimes. So Ray and Puma is a good jumping off point. You can't leave, Byron. Okay, because I'm going to actually talk WWE. Oh, he's taking pictures of Billy Fever. That's always okay. I haven't, I haven't Snapchatted a picture of Billy Fever yet today. In like she, the last she 10 kinda, minutes. She's kind of giving herself like fat neck face. She looks like Jabba the Hutt and shit. She's oh trying to God. be like her dad. These guys with these cats. Um, so talking about Puma and Ray at the end of this episode leads me surprisingly very logically into WWE talk. Because... Ew. Of the brand split. And everyone is saying... Bland shit. If you are a fan of any wrestling product out there right now, if you don't like WWE, you're worried. Because people are saying that with the brand split, they're going to go chasing talent again at WWE. Because they're going to need to beef up the roster. Chase these nuts. So, there have been rumors about Puma, Ray... Byron, why are you opening a condom for me to Morrison... Like, who do you guys think, if they're coming after anybody in Lucha Underground, it, it is probably Puma, right? Well, they, they want Puma. As, they can have Sexy Star if they want. Um, they, <laughs> they cannot have Taya. She's that, double contracted between AAA and Lucha. Damn it, she can't go anywhere, so yeah, well, I'm fine. They can have Sexy Star. Well, here's the thing want. with WWE. Uh, as far as their new stars, the ones, the basically, if we're going to divide it in half with the brand split, you're going to have the people who are going over. Those are everyone they're bringing out of NXT, no matter how green or whatever. They're going to bring a lot of people out of NXT. They're going over. Oh, whoever they sign. The fucking mechanics. Whoever they sign out yeah, of Yeah, but, that, the but even if they do that, then they have to refill NXT. Yeah. And so right. people might get swooped up for that. And then whoever they sign from the Cruiserweight Classic. Whatever those shitty people, failed football player but they pick up to be the next Baron Corbin. They're trying to... Oh, he's fat. I just ignore him. <laughs> Hairline's um, horrible. They um, shave your fucking head. But they want to pick up more people like the Dudleys, perhaps even like the Hardys. They want to bring back a bunch of old stars mm-hmm. to put the new people over. Yeah. They have to at this yeah, point, I think. No one's gonna give a but shit. But then about that, but else. that puts Morrison in that category. Oh god damn mm-hmm. it! You know mm-hmm. what? Okay. I mean, I, I have to say, I would go after Johnny Mundo if I were WWE, especially with yeah. what he's doing in Lucha Underground. But can they grab him? Anytime in the next year. I hope not. Who knows with his contract, but you know what? If I'm WWE and I'm poaching Lucha Underground. But could it not be worth it for some of these guys realistic. to go ahead and just break their contracts? Yeah. I mean, my, yeah. my opinions wouldn't be realistic to what WWE would be after. I will, I will say this. Um, contracts uh, have been broken before. As, as best as I can try and say this navigating through things... If I was WWE and I wanted to flex as hard as I could, I wouldn't grab Puma. I would throw my money and grab Mundo. I would just get Rey Mysterio again. Well, I and here's the thing. I really don't think Rey is the one that's going there. Oh, no. no. But no, no you'll br- I do find some Rey. of the, the interaction with WWE weird. I bought a WWE Rey Mysterio product two days ago, and it's not an old one. Like, they still have some licensing rights there. 
which is crazy to me. Is he on a legend steal? He might be because there's a build a character that's the luchador build a character oh, set yeah. and that, it has the ray mask. That's been out a while though. Has yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. I know a little too much about toys sometimes. Well, and that's why I was like, going to ask. I don't even ask. collect WWE toys and fuck. Yeah, there there was I think the most recent Ray figure that came out. There was one that came out after that that was Ray in his kind of WCW gear, you know, where he's wearing tights. Mhm. I don't think I just don't see Ray leaving because I I think that there's more going on in that deal than anybody even knows. Like I think that mm-hmm. that Ray and Rodriguez have worked out something because mm-hmm. from what I've heard, Ray is like the highest paid star on the entire El Rey network. He's well, a brand yeah. ambassador. He should. Yeah, be. and I mean, and they need him to flagship the entire fucking network up the ladder yeah. for more cable viewership to get higher numbers on the dials to get into more cable carriers. To try to broker a deal with the new charter Time Warner to mm-hmm. to be a uh, flagship station there, like, and Ray seems like he's gonna have to be a part of all that. Like I expect in the off season, Ray's gonna be doing a whole lot of publicity and getting paid for it too. Like he's gonna earn a paycheck that other wrestlers at Lucha Underground are never going to be able mm-hmm. to earn because he's gonna get extra. Yeah, for One all that, that he stuff. deserves. So, well, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, legend, well, and yeah. for him, like another WWE run at this point with his knees and whatnot, like the Lucha schedule, if, yeah. if the money is there and the exposure is there, like I think it even helps his legacy more than it helps other guys. Guys like Puma, he needs something bigger for his legacy and being in the mm-hmm. Puma gimmick is not necessarily going to be it. I don't know. The Puma gimmick is a great um, like use Puma, of his I love him as Puma. Strengths. It's, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, it... As a young guy, it would be great for him to go and have that steady gig. Yeah. With great, you know, medical and also just his face and his mm. brand gets blasted globally. They don't have great. Now, medical. realistically, WWE? I'm going to say no. reset reset your kayfabe for a minute. Reset your kayfabe to months and months ago when we're going into this Ultima Lucha mm-hmm. and what you were thinking about Ray and Puma then. Fuck. I mean, I... there was questions back then if Ray was going to stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knew. I, I just remember going in there and going, oh shit, Puma's coming out in fucking street clothes and cutting promos now. Like, He's is gonna he going to fucking leave? Fucking impale him. Like, like I, I, all I could think of was one of these motherfuckers is not staying. And surprisingly, right. I, I still feel that way. I went into that match thinking Ray was on his way out. You thought Ray was going. See, I went into that match thinking Puma was leaving See, that the, day. The Ray rumors were really fucking heavy that week, though. Like, they were way more than usual, and they were floating shit that Ray didn't get paid, and he's probably not going to fucking do things. Well, and... that was the thing is, I mean, now we know Ray is still with the show. He was doing tons of promotion for like their Austin, Austin Warfare and all that stuff. Right? All it's not that. a secret. So but, it's no spoilers, but back but... then, that it got filmed in January. And around December, Ray stopped showing up to AAA because they weren't paying him. Right. Which, you and know, which we didn't him. know how much that was tied into Lucha Underground right, at the time right. either. We and didn't so, know how separated they were or see, if that was a big problem for both of them or what. Yeah. And like you see Ray, you see, I think even Sexy Star had issues with AAA. And then you start yeah, wondering, how does that play into here? I'm just saying. But she also got paid eventually. So, yeah. And so. It really, really added to to the match. To and what I think, was and, and the thing is, and this is going to be one of the questions with Lucha, especially if WWE is getting serious about bringing people up. Um, 
you know, I, I and yeah, you hate it when I bring up ECW, but I went through this with ECW of that? watching the poaching. Ah, oh, you just make fun of me. For Fucking it. love ECW. But yeah, anyway, I, I feel like we're going to be going into that era. As a fan, I felt this before of we're going to probably lose some of these guys. I imagine that every decent wrestling promotion out there is going to lose two or three decent guys mm-hmm. to this whole WWE brand split thing. Yeah. It's I mean, going to happen. And if it doesn't, WWE is stupid. If they try to build every single new talent from scratch right mm-hmm. now, when they're doing a big thing like this, they're fucking idiots. You know, you know what? Like, they're fucking idiots though, because they've let some good talent go that they should have held on to. Yeah. Right. Well, like Roderick Strong and Moose just left Ring, Ring of, of Honor. Honor. Yeah. I wonder where they're going. Shitty little boots. Well, <laughs> here's... Here's the other thing that I'm gonna say. I'd sign Moose fucking immediately. I'm gonna move into I'm gonna move into another story here for a second because this is gonna kind of play and segue into some MMA news. Also, there's another good source of talent for WWE that we talked about a little bit, which is the UFC. And there is some crossover and some stuff going on here. Now. Some of this information is weird because so far things may not be going as good as people think they're going. Um, and this is stuff no one else is going to talk about. That's true. So listen up, motherfuckers. So if you look at kind of what's going on, there's a lot of news here and there are a lot of issues. UFC is a very hot commodity to talk about right now. And there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And WWE plays into this a lot. Especially if you look at the Ariel Hawani thing where he broke the Brock Lesnar story. And this is why WWE had finally had it with Ariel. Nothing that Ariel did that night was new. UFC? Yeah. UFC. Had it with him. Sorry, I said WWE, didn't I? Yeah. Okay, UFC. Yeah. Is that a Freudian? No. But, but yes, it is actually. Because the biggest problem with what Ariel did right there is Dana and Vince. Or actually Lorenzo Fertitta the owner, one of the uh, owners, Lorenzo and Frank um, of UFC and Vince McMahon. They've been working on this thing to start working together on some stuff for a while, it seems like. And it's no secret that the UFC is possibly trying to sell or whatever. I'll get into that as a separate news story. Mm -hmm. But the Fertitas are clearly trying to do something here. They're trying to hotshot some things. They're trying to raise the stake of their company. And they're trying to do a big thing with WWE because what these guys are looking at as owners who are leaving is now cashing in all the work that they've spent. They're not looking to sustain it. They're not looking to the longevity of UFC at this point in time. They don't care about the integrity of the product as they did two years ago where they wanted to stay away from WWE stuff. That's a good point, Bringing in CM Punk was the start of this. Mm It was the start of them not giving a fuck and them starting to look at their end game. Do we want to buy an NFL team? Do we want to get back into the casinos more? Where does this go? We've made a lot of money. We bought this thing for $2 million. We invested $30 million and now it's worth $4.2 billion. Fucking Okay, so these guys are clearly looking at things different. Now they're willing to pay Conor McGregor a lot of money. They're willing to do deals with Vince. They're willing to talk to fucking Fedor Emelianenko, who when he said he wanted over a million dollars for a fight four years ago, they told him to go fucking kick rocks. Get the fuck out of here. No fighter will ever get that kind of money from us. Who the fuck do you think we are? Go away. I mean, it was harsh. They told Randy Couture the same stuff. Like, Randy, fuck you. Our contracts are like this. Go kick rocks. We don't give a shit. Like, dude, this is a team thing. We're all in the trenches. We're working hard. 
you know, money will get spread around, have money get spread around. No one is cashing the big paycheck. Nobody in this whole thing is better than anybody else. Guess what? Those days are over. And certain amount of that locker room mentality back then totally worked and was totally flying. But now, not going to happen. So here's the backdoor deal. There's this thing going on behind the scenes. Clearly, it's not really a secret. And the fact that we all know what happened now that WWE and UFC are working together. This isn't just Brock going, I'm out of a contract. I'm going back to UFC. There's no, no. Brock is 100% under a WWE contract. Mm -hmm. The thing that no one seems to be talking about, I have no idea why, is what the fuck Vince gets from all of this. Vince is not going to let one of his top guys go. I talked about it a little bit before. He needs more TV dates out of Brock, so he needs to renegotiate with Brock. He used up his TV dates to get to WrestleMania this year. Okay? Got there. Wow, can't believe he used up his dates for that fucking match. But that's the whole separate story. They did. They needed a little pop, whatever. But you need that. So he needs to work with Brock a little bit, which opens the door for UFC. And UFC goes through that door wholeheartedly. Okay? This is a big, big deal. We're talking about multi-million dollar corporations here working together. One privately held, one publicly held. Now, if you look at the Ariel Hawani situation... What is the difference between WWE and UFC besides the fact that it's a shoot on one side and a work on the other? Is it the reporting? It's the secrets. The secrets. It's business. Every day, WWE has a business secret. Every day, they have an entire corporation, an entire corporate office, an entire roster of employees, peripheral, small guys, guys who make minimum wage running merch that probably know their secrets. And guess what? They don't get out. Mm-hmm. Here's the UFC, this company that's supposed to be worth $4.2 billion, working a deal with Vince McMahon, who is a guy's guy. So is Dana White. So is Lorenzo Fertitta. These are fucking alpha males, okay? In a room together. And all of a sudden, the finger pointing starts. And Vince McMahon is like, wait a minute. This little fucking shit, Ariel Hawani, has your fucking secrets about my big deal with your fucking bullshit company? Mm-hmm. That's what really happened backstage. <laughs> oh. That's what really happened. The finger pointing that happened in UFC and WWE is a big problem. This is why it was Dana telling Ariel Hawani, Lorenzo wants you out of the building. Because Lorenzo is the one that's trying to fucking cash a $4.2 billion check right now. And he's trying to work with these other multi-million dollar companies with big ballers like Vince fucking McMahon. Mm -hmm. And here's some internet reporter who's a guy who came up, who started off doing shit like this with 40 listeners a week or whatever. And then, you know, Ariel's huge now. He's got a big Twitter following. He drops this Brock Lesnar news. And Lorenzo Fertitta is probably just like, what the fuck, Dana? You brought me this fucking kid. All of a sudden, now he's out going rogue on my Brock Lesnar thing that I'm about to drop on the pay-per-view. I can't get one thing fucking right in front of Vince fucking McMahon. Yeah. We got Ronda trying to go over here, Paige Van Zandt, Brock Lesnar coming in, CM fucking Punk. Yeah. We're using their talent. They're using our talent. And you guys can't keep a fucking secret for two goddamn days. Dana, go fire that fucking kid. Get that kid the fuck out of my building forever. Guarantee that's what happened. 
Now, I don't know for sure because I wasn't in that room, but I think Lorenzo Fertitta chewed Dana White the fuck out. Dana White chewed Ariel Hawani the fuck out because Vince McMahon chewed fucking Lorenzo Fertitta the fuck out. Hey. And there was a whole lot of finger pointing <laughs> of why the fuck can our MMA shoot company not keep one goddamn secret, yet this other company that has fake storylines and writers mm-hmm. and 20 million people that know their shit keeps a secret every goddamn week. You know, I, there's, there's a tradition of... This is this is something that MMA fans might like to hear a little bit too, and for you lucha fans, I'll bring it back to that. But there is a tradition of the press having problems with professional wrestling, like WWE, for example. They used to ban photographers, like when the magazine first came out. Yeah, they wouldn't let other people come to the shows or have access to their guys or anything. So mm-hmm. it was just their photographers. They lightened up on that because they're like press is press, blah blah blah. And they would go back and forth between doing that. In Mexico, shit was crazy because when wrestling was hot, they had like 16 fucking wrestling magazines all at ringside taking pictures. So if they had an excuse to get rid of somebody and clear the ringside area a little bit, they'd fucking take it. So there was this one magazine um, that kind of pissed them off, and uh, they were called uh, Titanus del Ring, I think. And um, What does that mean? Titans of the Ring. Oh. And uh, they basically fucking... Pissed off AAA somehow, and um, they were banned from ringside, right? Mm-hmm. And that fucks with your magazine sales because AAA is a big promotion, you know? So they ended up getting back somehow, but the magazine wanted revenge. <laughs> this is where the story gets really fun. There was a wrestler named Super Pinocchio. Well, it's Super Pinocchio in Mexico. Super Pinocchio. But yeah, he had a Pinocchio gimmick. He used to wrestle with Super Muñeco, who's a guy that was basically a toy. Like, he kind of looks like a clown, but he's supposed to be like a doll or something. And then um, their partner, Super Raton, which is Mighty Mouse. Right? (laughs) Awesome. So you got Pinocchio, Mighty Mouse, and this fucking creepy looking clown guy, right? Walking over here now. Talking about mice. Yeah, you like mice? Get in there, Billy. He He goes to Super Pinocchio, and he's like, you know what? I got an idea. How about you get me a good cover story? And he's like, all right, what do you want me to do? Well, La Parca is this hot wrestler now that just debuted. And he's like, I want you to unmask him so we can say it's a fraud and that he's this guy, Principe Island, that lost his mask. And he's just debuting as a new character. Because that's kind of like heavy-duty shit in Mexico. So the guy fucking does it. And they get the picture. This gets Super Pinocchio fucking blackballed from the business. Not just because they didn't like him going into business for himself, but because La Parca is like a fucking shooter that'll just beat the fuck out of you. And this is original La Parca, not bitch-ass AAA La Parca now, by the, the way. Uh, this is the fucking chairman of WCW we're talking about. And uh, so they stopped booking him. All these other wrestlers are like, dude, we're not La Parca, but we're going to fuck this guy up for yeah. what he did. So that basically blackballed this guy from the business. So that's the kind of shit you mess with when you mess with wrestling when you're the press. It's that kind of business. So Ariel kind of fucked up a little bit. Well, yeah, and I think it just was a bad look for the UFC. Now, here's what was also a bad look for the UFC. They fucking shit-canned him and it got out. Ariel went on his show and cried about it and wasn't entirely wrong. He wasn't wrong about the story. He didn't report something that was false. He was doing his fucking job. Well, I don't know if he was doing his job. Look. Yeah. The way the the way that Rogan tells the story, Rogan says that that he has good information that basically Ariel knew that he had the story. Mm-hmm. They knew that Ariel knew, and they said, "Dude, we're trying to release this publicly. 
you know, don't don't go with this. Ooh. And he basically said, fuck you, I'm going with it. That's not good. And it's not the first time that, that that's been the case. I think that was the case with the first uh, Diaz-McGregor fight, too, because he leaked that early. Um, and don't forget, he also leaked CM Punk and Gall was on that night as well, um, which turned out to be only semi-accurate. And I'll get into that news in a minute because mm-hmm. we do have CM Punk news. Um, so... It just was a bad look. Now, it gets out publicly and all of the media in the world is like, dude, you can't do that. Which, of course, they can. They're a privately held company. They're not WWE. It would have been worse for WWE to do it because they're a public company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is their press row at a private company. They don't have to let anyone into their events that they don't want to. And don't forget, I mean, he's not paying for a ticket or whatever. They're giving him a free ticket. They're letting him sit in the back. They're giving him access to their talent. They don't have to do that. They can mm-hmm. honestly, legitimately, they could have kept the band if they wanted to. But the straight media gets involved and it's an issue. Now, I'm here to tell you in the UFC, like when Dana White came out the next day and it was like, as long as I'm here, that kid's never going to come back because he got chewed out. For sure, that would be the case, except the Fertitas are trying to sell this fucking thing. Mm. What they can't afford now is bad press. Mm. So now they actually, for the first time ever, ever went back on it and let Ariel back in. And it's all because of this sale thing. Now, then it's reported, and it's only reported officially from one website, people, that the UFC has accepted a bid of $4.2 billion from Ari Emanuel's group, which is William Morris Endeavor IMG, Um, the Dalian Wanda group, which is owned by the richest man in China, <laughs> the, uh, who else? The Kraft group, which, um, macaroni and cheese. Uh, are they the macaroni and cheese group? I don't know. I don't know, but they, I know that they own the, the, like the Patriots, I think. Right. Yeah. I just like yeah. macaroni and cheese. I think I have it written Go down Tom somewhere Brady. in my notes. Go Mac and cheese. Um, cheese and Mac. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the guys that own, um, the Patriots, I believe. So I don't. They, I don't think don't, I wrote it down. Anyway, and and also um, Tencent, which is a uh, Tencent Holdings, which is another Chinese company, and that company is, um, they've got some, some like internet portal stuff and video games and stuff in China. Portal. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah, and the Kraft Group does own the Patriots, which is another thing that the Fertitas are aspiring to. The Fertitas have been talking about this football team thing. Like, when you get to a certain amount of money, the money doesn't matter anymore. It's like, what do you want to do with the fucking money? Yeah. These guys love football as much as they love UFC. They've owned UFC forever. They need if, to talk to Vince a little more. Well, exactly. There's a reason why that friendship is probably budding and working here. Yeah, and just be like, yeah, dude, stay away from football. Well, you know. Don't start your own league that has a really a weird coin flip process of destroying each other on the field instead of yeah, fucking blowing <laughs> flipping your a coin before the game. Even yeah, starts. which is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Only only Vince could come up with that shit. Um, Where's my football? So, and the reports are that Dana would sell his stock as part of the deal, which would be worth four hundred million dollars. And then he's out of the deal completely? Is that No, and then he would be bought back in for new shares of the new company to stay on. So and this week, um and here's the other thing. So 
W, you can tell this is part of what's going on. UFC this week as another fuck you to Ariel. Their problems are what? That this kid's going on breaking news and like fighters don't have a place to go for a podcast or, or podcast information. So you know what Dana says? He says, fuck you. We're going to start our own podcast. Matt, Sarah, Jim Norton. Now do UFC Unleashed or whatever the fuck it is. Jim Norton. Yeah, he's funny. It's funny. It's not a bad show. Dana comes on as the first guest. Yeah. He breaks some news himself. He talks a little bit about this situation. And all he said in that was that, you know, Ariel caused some finger pointing. (laughs) (laughs) And and to me, that's code for, yeah, I got fucking reamed because of this kid. And I did fucking back him up. I did bring him in. I do like this kid. And he fucked me. Yeah, my asshole is still sore. Yeah, and he doesn't feel bad at all. And and people in there, you know, Sarah doesn't know what's going on. And he's just like, ah, so you're going to ever make up with this kid or whatever? And Dana's like, (laughs) no, I don't know about that. (laughs) And they're pretty heavy promoting it. The fact that they got to be guests on two episodes of the Joe Rogan experience, that's a combined like 20 hours of airtime. Yeah. Because that's the only podcast longer than ours. God damn. He has like 10 hours of talking about aliens when he's, well, getting Well, that's what it is. Yeah, the stone fact we have lots of things to talk about <laughs> yes uh, roman reigns um branded i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get there so anyway the ufc combining with wwe takes me back to what we were starting with is which is the brand split breaking news Paige van zant not going to SummerSlam. if you haven't already heard i mean it's out there i'm not breaking it right now but mm-hmm. it was breaking this morning um she isn't Paige van zant is but here's the thing. Don't that was a rumor before. Oh. She comes out and says she's not going. It's now no longer a rumor. Mm-hmm. It is official that Paige Van Zant was offered a SummerSlam contract. Yeah. And she was also offered a small part in the next Kickboxer movie. She turned them both down because she now has a fight with Rowdy Beck Hyatt, which is an amazing fight, by the way. And I have no clue who to even pick in that fight. They're both around the same skill level. It's the perfect How about the fans? It's coming up. How about the fans will be the winner of that one? Yeah, the fans will be the winner. I like that. That's a (laughs) cheap, cheap way out. (laughs) Um, I'm a UFC expert. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think you're right. I think, God, Paige really needs to win that fight. But she did say, I'm keeping the door open with WWE. Absolutely, when I'm not training for a fight, I want to do that. She's so seen, yeah. here you go. Right here, you have a fighter. She's a, a little bit of a household name from Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. 2. She is obviously athletically gifted in the fact that she can go and dance like she did on that show, yeah. which I saw a few of on YouTube. I didn't watch it on the actual airings or whatever, but I went back and watched them just to see if she could dance. She can dance. She's really athletic, and she's got the move. She figured it out because she's a student. She knows how her body works. And that's mm. what you want out of an athlete. That also makes great wrestlers. Now, I don't know if she's got any kind of pro wrestling training. She obviously has MMA training. She's been with Uriah Faber's Alpha Male camp for a while. And she um, she was, I think, uh, with Ron Frazier's camp, who's a homie out of Vegas and a couple other places. And she was in Reno. And she's got issues with her original camp from Reno because they're trying to claim her and she's not acknowledging them which is all very funny wow but anyway fucked up yeah it's fucked up like the small guy the small guy in reno at the reno gym is just trying to get the rub from how much he helped her in her early career and she's kind of like yeah go uriah he's not (laughs) he's not saying that he's training her now exactly (laughs) but i mean you see her first ufc fight i think those guys are the ones cornering her i think she had left uriah temporarily and then came back or whatever who cares but it's funny anyway so there's that talent. There's still the Ronda Rousey question, which will be out there forever, which you're going to hear more about from us uh, going forward. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Byron just showed me a picture of, of Marty the Mark, of, Mark Martinez of, podcast retweet. Oh, you can just retweet it. You can. Pod, I'm retweeting on the podcast. Check out Carly Perez's latest Instagram. Yeah. Photo. Yeah. It's she did like hot. when you did that before, huh? Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. Um, I think she's just being nice. Too. So anyway, mm, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I think there are some UFC talent that. Vinny's going to hate me for saying this because Vinny went off on this show. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. He was so mad about (laughs) fighters going to WWE. Um, Uh, I think he's a little bit upset about some specifics of the CM Punk deal. Well, we'll get to CM still. All of it. But wrestlers that I think, uh, or fighters that I think could go, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, obviously. yeah. He's practically a wrestler as it is, the way he cuts promos on Twitter and people, and he knows a lot about the wrestling game. I feel like he's so much of a fan, he would get frustrated about how WWE does things and just be pissed. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think with this new talking backstage, that he can do it under the UFC banner. Oh, I think yeah. that he could go over for an event or two, work some angles, and I think this would be great for WWE with the brand split. I mean, that's where I'm going with this. I think a few fighters should show up, do some angles, do some run-ins. Maybe there's a fighter stable or something. Some Curtis angles? He could come in and say, my dad, Jerry, got himself in a little trouble, so I'm going to be the new fucking color commentator for SmackDown. Fuck yeah. I got to say, I don't think Jerry uh, is guilty of his domestic thing, but I am thoroughly enjoying him getting into so much trouble because he won't stop dating women who are under 25 years old. Yeah, what? Wow. I mean, I guess if you could, but I don't know. He's on un- under he's- 25 to me at my age. Like, I, those girls look like they're like teenagers or in high school to me. He like, I just don't even look at them menu, anymore. Right? Like, that's not. Like he's in his late sixties, probably late yeah. sixties. He's, he's and that's got the two age decades he tells on me. People, so he's, he's li- probably late seventies. And he's and he's straight edge. He doesn't drink. He doesn't party or any. And he can't because his heart's trying, trying to, kill to kill him. Trying to kill him. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, he's but he's dating out. like party girls who are like twenty five years. And that's why his heart's me. trying to kill and him. Look, yes. that's that. It's creepy to me. Like, dude, I'm I'm twenty years younger than him, and <laughs> girls that age, I'm like, you're in high school. What are you, a, a middle schooler? Like, it's just creepy. Yeah. Like, what can they possibly have in common? And, the, and not a love for old man dick. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, and he got himself in a little bit of hot water this week. I don't know if it was on him or on her or what, but this is why you don't get into crazy. If you don't want crazy to happen to you, you don't get into crazy. He means don't stick your dick in crazy. He's trying to ignore that we have an explicit tag. He's he's been dating, (laughs) more or less, very young women for longer than these women have been alive. But I'm he also going to say better. But I'm also going to say this. Just cuz you're dating a younger woman who might be more naive or whatever doesn't mean you can take the whooping on her ass either. No, I'm not saying I'm just saying like it's you know who's at fault is, you know, it's He's for, at fault for putting himself in that situation. He, he, period. Exactly. He yeah. Either so basically either way he's at fault. He's been banging 20-year-olds for longer than 20 years. Yeah. So he he's, should know. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Now, if she's going super psycho, that shit ain't right. From what I've heard. But, yeah. you know. If it really is on her and she went super psycho on him, that shit ain't right. And he should get his name cleared Senior and he should abuse. get his job back and whatnot. Well, I but, don't know. I don't know. Because if he puts himself, he's still a liability. 
if he's putting himself in that situation. Yeah, but at the same, re- at the same time, if, if you're, died on the air, he's if a you're found innocent, <laughs> but if you're found innocent, you shouldn't be getting fired for that reason. Because he's a liability on air is one thing, but if he's found innocent of this whole thing, mm-hmm. it is still wrong, in my opinion, for him not to have a job because yeah. of something he's found innocent for. At the point where you're found innocent, whether it's right or wrong, you should be innocent. You should be cleared of that. And any negative repercussions that came out of the fact that you were being accused should yeah. be wiped away. Casey that has does a good not point. mean that they shouldn't immediately four and a half seconds later find some other very valid reason for firing yeah. his ass. Casey has a valid point, though. SmackDown's going live, so they can't edit out him dying anymore. That's true. Exactly. That's two shows. Um, I, I really hope that this gives us a, uh, a mix-up on the announce yeah. team, though. Fucking I don't, more Moro, please. More Moro, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like I don't know that there's a combination out there that I am going to be happy with. Bring Goldberg. Mike Goldberg. No, I was hoping Bill Goldberg. Well. Because he seems like a fucking ass. Joe Rogan's deal is up next month. Could you imagine Joe Rogan? <laughs> Joe just... Rogan already has already said Dana White is his good friend. He's not going to work anywhere else. He may not work there anymore, but he's not going to work somewhere else instead. He'll just go do his podcast and yeah. sit on his fucking stacks of money. Joe Rogan hasn't had to work for. I don't remember the last time he actually. Oh, needed a I job. disagree. If you watch the UFC promos, like I think the hardest work that Joe Rogan does is when he has to sit there and spew bullshit about how some dude is the pound for pound greatest thing ever in those yeah. promos when it's completely untrue. Like he is the reason that like Henan Barrow was considered and like Rafael dos Anjos and these guys that nobody really cares about. Yeah. Like he has to sit there and hype them up. Like he's the pound for pound almost greatest in the world, and I can't wait to see this fight. But, Dude, he but can do that work. on Celeb VM for but, some money, but, you know? Yeah, for like $10 a month. Yeah. But no, Joe Rogan has two TV hit TV shows in syndication. The True. guy doesn't actually need a paycheck. True. Wait, wait which, which two shows? Talk Radio and Fear Factor. Yeah, but when are those on? Mm. They're on the They're TV. pretty heavily syndicated. Didn't I guarantee he's getting checks from too? it. Yeah. Oh, he did like five episodes and they burned that one to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, Doug Stanhope. So, so other giant news. We're, th- there's still news everywhere. We're still talking MMA. We're still talking wrestling. Yes. I said Mike Goldberg to stay on topic. Roman Reigns. I'm going to go back to your topic. Oh, oh. I need to pee again. <laughs> well, but you'll like this. He got suspended. He got suspended <laughs> for violating the wellness policy. Down, Quote unquote Waldo. wellness policy. A guy wearing a shirt to wrestle allegedly is on the juice. It's a vest. It's a vest. Hey, but he does fed, cover himself, the feds, to, to the your feds point. The thought Nails was on the juice. Well, yeah. you see the bruises he put on Boss Man. That guy's All strong. right, can I tell you my theory about this? What is Justin? I think it's a work. Justin. I think it's a work. Justin. I think it's a work. Justin. What? What's your theory on this? I think it's a work. <laughs> Case Fabe doesn't like these words. <laughs> okay, well, look at this. Here's Here's... All right, we already had Brandon on with his theory. Let me give you one of my crazy theories. This might be... You've already heard my UFC Fertitta theory for today. Here's my Roman Reigns theory. I think it's a work. I think that this A, helps smooth over some of the Brock issues that are going on in UFC. Let me start there. Because, again, I think there's a lot of crossover in WWE and UFC right now that people don't even know. It's big Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was coming under huge fire for kind of dodging some of the USADA testing. Now, they've tested him five times in the last week. Yeah. 
also ridiculous. I think he's a juice. Well, you could be clean now, but exactly. Done... And as soon as he is clean, yes, let's test him a whole bunch of times yeah. unnecessarily. Let's just prick the guy till he's fucking bleeding as he's walking yeah. around, or he's got more band aids on him than fucking muscles. Let's just prick him a bunch of times and put out that story so that everyone knows he's super clean. Then let's suspend Roman Reigns because we need him off television anyway. We want to bring him back for a big pop after the brand split. We probably want to turn him heel, which this will be great for. Let's pop him for roids right now. Mm -hmm. Get him off of TV. And and it'll show that WWE as a corporation is super clean because we're popping one of our champions and taking the belt off of him which will show that Brock Lesnar was probably being tested too, so they would have known if he was on something. So that can mm-hmm. always be the story. But you know what? You know what's odd with all of this? You what? have the Seth Rollins. involved? You have Seth Rollins and John Cena coming back from a recovery, injury recovery that should be like two years, and they come back in three months, which there are things that can help you do that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but I don't think TRT is banned in uh, WWE. Now, see, and yeah. this is why it's a wellness policy in WWE. You know what's fucked up? Because it's their policy. It's their own policy. I really hope that Roman Reigns got busted for pulling a horn swoggle, and he's just like, guys, like I just peed ten minutes ago. I, I'm not. I haven't been drinking anything at all today. <laughs> and like you got forty-five minutes. You just like okay. You know I can't perform. People are watching. Horn swoggle has a smaller bladder than most people, <laughs> but this is also really racist because. Why? Because they're going to bring him back in another awful Samoan gimmick? No, no. (laughs) But Roman Reigns, Samoan. Brock Lesnar's biggest, biggest critic on this and opponent. Mark Hunt? The Samoan. Samoan. There you go. Fucking racists. Oh, that's how they got back at Mark Hunt? Yeah, because (laughs) as we've seen in professional, all we've seen in professional wrestling is that all Samoans are related to each other. It's true. Yeah. So it's fucking racist, dude. He's probably Roman's cousin. I got to tell you, man, just even hearing the words Mark Hunt come out of your mouth with this match, it still shocks the shit out of me. Why is Brock Lesnar fighting this guy? This is the one part of this thing I still don't have figured out. He's taking a dive. Holy fuck. I don't know. Like, either. No, he talked too much shit. Dude. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's getting it's getting realer than I thought it was. And Mark, if you don't know anything about Mark Hunt, like... When, when Bigfoot Silva popped hot after their epic, awesome fight that if you have UFC pass, you should go and watch right now if you've never seen it. Hunt versus Bigfoot one. Not sure two. <laughs> not, not two, but Bigfoot Hunt one. Amazing match. And afterwards, Mark Hunt, uh, like Silva pops hot and Mark Hunt says, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> like he's, he doesn't even. Apparently he, doesn't, he became Scottish. I don't know. I can't do, I can't do his crazy, weird, Kiwi, Offended. Samoan accent. Offended. Thing. But it was so weird. Like, you could see this look on Mark Hunt's face. Like, what what, what are these performance-enhancing drugs? What is this whole thing? Like, <laughs> Mark Hunt is just a shoot of a man. Like, he doesn't... If, for some reason, he is taking a fall somehow, like, that would be even more amazing to me. Because he's just not that guy. He's like... <laughs> I he's mean... Not, he's not the guy. He is not the guy. He's the Samoan. Oh. Uh, Sorry. You know... <laughs> It's just that it's Roman Reigns and not a Samoan that no one cared about, like the Usos. Yeah. And Who's so, going to believe the, the the Usos are taking PEDs? Yeah, well, the, right. the one's skinnier than the other one. Like, maybe he's the one, hmm. you know? The then, one is less chubby than the other one. Yeah. Is the way to put it. Um, 
The last thing I'm going to say Jesus about lives. WWE, I think we can move on from WWE finally. Permanently. Um, talking about UFC fighters showing up over there, I think Elias Thuraduro mm-hmm. would be good because he can fucking talk. Maybe Aljamain Sterling, especially after he just took a loss. Josh Barnett, obviously. Josh yeah. Barnett is basically a pro wrestler that knows how to actually MMA fight. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm he's gonna, got he's yeah. got pro rest experience. Like, know? dude, if he could stay in the UFC and show up in WWE at this point and like bring some of that Japanese shoot style wrestling that he does mm-hmm. into fucking WWE as a legit still contending UFC fighter, how fucking amazing would that be? Or if he put him on the commentary team since he was so great yeah. in New Japan. Or or the other route is or the other route is if Brock wins, you you can book a Josh Barnett, Brock Lesnar fight, but they'll go over and work ring time in WWE leading up to it. Those Dude, two are both fucking crazy. I um I gotta stop the podcast for a second because Byron actually said something really smart. And oh it God. pains me to fucking say this, but he said they should get Boss Rutten. They should. They should. Boss Rutten is an announcer. Fixes everything. Any promotion should get Boss Rutten. I don't care what language they're even talking. I don't know if he would do it. Would you think he would do WWE? Fuck, I don't care. Just give him money. I'm sure he'd love to get a paycheck. Have him do Lucha Underground. Have him be the third guy. Like, you got fucking Boss. I do. I love Boss on commentary. Yeah. Then you got Boss going and talking to Hefe and shit. He could be the leader of Melissa's tribe. Um... I'll tell you the name that has been rumored that you will not see, I think, in a sharing thing with with UFC and WWE is Conor McGregor. I don't think it happens because I think that Conor sees that the money for the boxing thing now with Floyd Mayweather is a bigger deal. I think if you're going to see him cutting some other kind of deal, that's the deal for him. Yeah. Uh, And I think if new ownership or something does come in, that's going to be the first thing out of Conor's mouth after his fight with Nate. Um, There's still some potential super fights out there. GSP has officially announced that he does want to come back. Um, Mm -hmm. He's eyeballing possibly Bisping or a few other people, maybe even a Shell Sonnen or somebody. I really want the Henderson-Bisping fight to happen. I'm really disappointed because if GSP comes back and says he wants Bisping, GSP's getting Bisping. You know, (laughs) he said that's the first thing out of Connor's mouth after he fights Nate, but I think that the first thing after... Connor, out of Connor's mouth when he fights Nate is, oh, I'm sorry, I lost a second time and let you all down. <laughs> you think so? You think Nate's going to take him? Yeah, don't be scared, homie. All right. Don't. All right. I guess you won't be fucking surprised. I think, honestly, I put in my fantasy picks for that fight yesterday and I picked Connor McGregor's second round knockout. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Are I think they... me and Casey are going to be on opposite sides on this one. I know Vinny's going to kick my ass when he hears that. I got Vinny on my side. Yeah, Vinny's going to fucking chop me to death later. We'll, we'll talk about If we get Vinny on, we'll talk about that. I'll, I will say that to Vinny's face and let's see if he just jumps up and chops me right there. I'll give him a dollar. <laughs> mm. Woo! Woo! I'll even give him 20. Um, you have 20? Yeah, let's get some food. Ooh, is it almost time to eat? All right, look. Um, I mean, we're on hour four of the podcast right now. Yeah, we are. So I'm going to talk a little (laughs) bit. Dean Ambrose. Did you watch UFC uh, Ottawa? You want to talk about Dean Ambrose? Oh, dude, Uh, I wasn't. I actually wasn't home because I was making a deal that got another fucking short that I wrote. Well, that I need to write. It hasn't been written yet, but it's green. Wait, you're you're, like a short film? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. It's about um, painting and murdering people. Now, so here's the question. What is our listening audience going to see first? Byron's last short movie or yours? Okay, well, the first one, the one with the ninjas, that's actually, there's supposed to be a rough cut done this weekend, so mine. I already have, a, I'm almost done with mine. Or where are you at? You're at a fine cut, aren't you? Um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm doing all like the edits for a fine, for a locked cut. I want to be locked by the end of next week. Ooh. It just takes a couple strokes of the delete key to just fuck that. Run all in up his room. In I'll hold him off. Right. I'll hold him off. Run in his room and delete that shit right now. This okay, is so. my computer right here, and the hard drive. Oh, somewhere else. You oh, guys can't do anything. He's guarding that shit. Okay. Well, I got a couple magnets. Um. So I got to talk UFC Ottawa quickly because there's a few really interesting things. Elias Thuraduro um, versus Smiling Sam Alvey, which was pretty awesome in the fact that it was boring as shit to a lot of people, but I thought it was a really smart fight by Elias Thuraduro. Like, Kind of like when Byron talks on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, why box Brock Lesnar is great. with a boxer? You don't do it. Like, if you want to fucking neutralize somebody who boxes... Don't stand in range for him to fucking box. It's so simple. And Elias Theodoro did exactly that. Like he did everything rangy and stayed away from him or he got on top of him. And it wasn't like one of these fights where you're like, oh damn, that's the fight of the century. But it was like, I watched and I was like, this kid's fucking smart. It wasn't boring, like old, uh, you know, I don't know, but it it wasn't boring in in that fact. It was very just smartly played, in my opinion. So congrats to um, Googling pictures of uh, Macho Man fighting He Man and hitting him. (laughs) Oh God, Casey! I can't believe you didn't see JoJo Calderwood versus Valerie Letourneau. Stay on top of Casey. This was the wardrobe malfunction thing I was talking about. So JoJo, like, I thought JoJo, and I said this on the show. I picked Valerie because I thought JoJo has some mental issues. It's been well documented. You can go and read about on the internet. It's fucked up. It's not just she. She had real issues, so like life issues. Life got in the way of her being a fighter. So it was like, but I thought that mentally she wasn't going to be prepared for for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying she has issues in that regard. I'm just saying that like you know, fighters have real world shit happen, and they bring it to the ring. Things don't. She would have had a pass if that happened, right? But it looked more like Valerie was that person in this fight. She looked like she wasn't there half the time, and then this weird thing happens where she gets kicked in the tit or something, Hmm. and. I don't know if there was an actual wardrobe malfunction or something or underneath her top, like something was maladjusted. The commentators were saying there was some kind of wardrobe malfunction and she looks like she was trying to fix herself. I personally just thought she got her fucking chest caved in from the kick or whatever was going on. But then she turns her back and the ref kind of stops it and lets her adjust herself. And it was really weird because normally it's like, if you're not intelligently defending yourself, the fight's over. Uh And this continued to happen. And to the point where the last time when it happens and the fight finally gets stopped, JoJo's whooping on her. She's got her back turned for a while and the ref is not stopping it. It was a really, really weird finish, but props to JoJo because she looked great and it's not her fault if the ref wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. Where was and, this? And that Reebok. This was in Ottawa. Reebok uh, clothing didn't do the job. Yeah, that's it a, maybe it didn't, but honest would... to God, like I went back and watched a little bit of it again and I just thought she just got kicked in the chest yeah. really hard or maybe she got kicked in a nipple or something that's more sensitive to a woman. What I don't know. What if she know, ruptured an implant or something? You never she, know. I don't well, think a professional fighter wouldn't have those, would they? Yeah, Misha Tate's got them. Really? Oh yeah, a couple of professional fighters actually You know whose fight gear wouldn't fuck up like that and cost you a fight, Justin? Who's that? Our friends that we were talking about earlier. Oh, down to scrap? Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to I don't fuck know if they do up. those kind of tops yet though. They should. You guys should do those tops. If they did, it would work. I wonder if UFC since they started mandating what their fighters wear, they they don't call that like they protect them a little bit when that wardrobe yeah, and there's been back and forth about the Reebok stuff. I think that the Reebok stuff actually works better for the women with larger boobs, believe it or not, like Misha and Rhonda and whatnot, because I think Rhonda um, even had some input in that stuff yeah. because she had had some malfunctions with her stuff before the Reebok deal. Yeah, it almost cost her a fucking fight. Yeah, where she didn't know whether to fucking get out of the position, which she knew she could get out of, or whether to fix her boob falling out. 
But she kind of yeah. somehow actually did both, which is another reason why people were so impressed with Rhonda for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but that was that was the introduction to her. It was just a super, super weird ending to what should have been a glorious moment of victory for JoJo. In fact, JoJo complained after the fight that she didn't get a bonus. And then she actually ended up getting one later, Dana and Lorenzo. Yeah, yeah that and this was is cool. where I like these guys. It's like we can t- I can talk all the shit about the, the what they did to Ariel all day long. They weren't entirely wrong with what they did to Ariel. They got fucked on a big business deal. So they got mad and they blew it out of proportion. Whatever. That's what mm-hmm. alpha males do. But in this case, Monty Brown. they're also, these are the guys that are like, you know what? Fuck everybody else. These are our rules. Our rules say we normally give this many fighter bonuses. This poor girl just fought her fucking ass off for us. And somehow we didn't give her a fight of the night bonus because the referee fucked it up and made the ending weird. Let's throw her some fucking cash. Let's get her back to her gym and TriStar so she doesn't nice. have to go home to Scotland well, and have more thing. personal fucking problems. She was a, she's kind of like a French fighter where she she had to go back and work a real job to pay yeah. for a training camp. And so that's where the fight bonus and the new contract really made a big difference. And that's where and they, yeah, so they also said they're going to fix her fucking contract. Like, oh yeah, this kid's fighting for pennies. We did she did have some issues last year. We didn't even know if she was going to be back and sadly yeah. we can't invest in something like that. But if she's going to come out here and do this for us and our show, mm-hmm. we can do something for her. And this is where I like UFC. UFC has done this for a long time and the reason why they were able to stave off this big escalation in paying fighters for a long time is because they would renegotiate their contracts with three fights left on them. Right. They would say that all the time. Like, okay, kid, you're not getting enough money. You proved yourself. You went out there. You fucking threw down last week. Whatever. We'll bump you up to 20 and 20, or we'll bump you to 40 and 40 now for your fights. Whatever. Yeah. So let's hope Which that Jojo... Still is not, it's it's still not a lot of money, but, you know, it's enough when you to impress pay these for a kids. Camp, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it just sucks because that shit's expensive. Eating clean's expensive. And she's talking about living in a whole other country. And look, where she's from, she's not going to get the same kind of training as she is at TriStar. We just, no. You just know that. Like, you know, Scotland has some fighters, but that's not going to be like... The, the world-class shit that she's going to get at a Tristar like, or Jackson's there, or Rufus War or something like that. Is there any like well-known British grappling school other than the Snake Pit and Wigan that I don't think is even there anymore? Well, you got like, SBG in Ireland, which is Connor's gym now, and there's a few other ones. There's there's a few. And the, the European MMA scene is definitely coming up. But at the same time, what they've been doing in Canada and the States and a few other places for so long, like, you know, when you're 10 years ahead, you're 10 years ahead. Right. And the only way to catch up is you got to bring some people in that have the knowledge of that 10 years, which they're doing in some of these places. So um, we'll see. Anyway, and oh, you need training that's partners. A fucking spoiler. Um, CJ Dinero, I see that. Steve Bossy versus Sean O'Connell, another one that you're going to want to see because mm-hmm. it was like Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner. Oh! It was a crazy, one of those crazy rock'em sock'em. They yeah. stole the fight of the night thing. Uh, totally deserved it. It gives that fight a run for the money. Um, Bossy pulls off the win after just an amazing... I mean, we're talking just big dudes went a long time throwing punches that should have ended the fight and didn't like the amazing chins, the amazing punches, good technique. Just a great fight. Um, Cowboy Cerrone, my boy, my homie, fighting at 170 pounds against Patrick the uh, Predator Cote. Um, Fucking... Great talking fight. Some shit after. Great fight. And Cowboy looked amazing. This is the real Cowboy. This is the mm-hmm. Cowboy who doesn't have to fight for a title that we all love because the Cowboy that fights for a title sucks. And the Cowboy <laughs> that'll say UFC doesn't give a shit about me and won't pay me. Oh, yeah. Which he later recanted on a little bit because Cowboy does make decent money. 
Cowboy's problem, the reason why he feels like he doesn't make any money, he spends all his goddamn money. On his slogan is hats. live a life worth living because mm-hmm. that motherfucker's buying boats and out jet skiing and on his toys and on his ranch and he's got other fighters living there with him and it's like, he trains hard but at the same time, he plays fucking hard too. Just make him pay some rent, Cowboy. Yeah. But Cowboy, let's... I like Cowboy at 170. I mean, the fights that he's talking about are 155, but... I mean, let's see this guy get ranked at 170 and 155. Like, if we're going to have a true up-and-down-the-ladder guy, maybe Cowboy's the guy for it. And I think he's smart to do it because it keeps his career alive a bit longer. Because now there's interesting things for him at multiple weight classes. And even if he loses here or there, he can lose at 55 now and be like, oh, yeah, maybe I should be at 170. Or he can lose at 170 and be like, oh, I should go back to my natural home at 155. Like, it extends his entire career by, like, two or three more fights at least. Which is just smart. It's a lot of weight to cut. Um, and then our headliner, Rory McDonald versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah. Holy shit. I picked Wonderboy. Thank you. Not very many people You're did. Welcome. Um, I wasn't happy about that. No. With Rory going into free agency, this completely sucks for him. Yep. But um, Wonderboy really just looked like the better man here. Well, he is named after a very obscure video game series. <laughs> Wonderboy. I like that he comes out to Tenacious D. I think that's oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a bold move, even with the sharing the nickname. Um, I think that Bellator has a great shot at getting Rory out of this. Oh, yeah. I, I think that he's at Bellator value right now because of this fight. So. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to offer him more than what UFC would. Like, for UFC, maybe they do come... The benefit for him is maybe they do come with a big contract because of the fact that they are trying to sell. They want to get the money in there. So maybe it's worth keeping a star. Mm-hmm. Maybe the sale is really benefiting him right now. But then you go to Bellator but and Bellator, you win the title right away. Yeah, Bellator should throw the money at him because this guy is a contender for them. He's a star. Mm-hmm. He's not the most charismatic guy, but he, he's kind of interesting and yeah, weird in dresses, the way he cuts his promos. He, and he dresses well when he does it. You know? Yeah, he's got a thing. Yeah. His thing is not the Conor McGregor thing, and he's not outselling wolf tickets either. He's he just, just a guy... He dresses like Revenge of the Nerds and does his promos. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. So... Um, with wins over Johnny Hendricks though, and Rory now, Wonder Boy, whether he likes it or not, is going to have to fight for the belt soon. Then, then they have to call him Wonder Man. Wonder Man. <laughs> I don't know. He stepped up to the challenges though. So, um, God, what? You're just fucking retweeting everything you fucking shill. Connor versus Why Nate. Why you tweet about our podcast, bitch? Yeah, if we can get him to tweet about the podcast, maybe we'll get some people listening to it. I, I've been tweeting. How come you guys aren't replying? Because I'm sitting here doing the show. Yeah. Look. look. Here's right. a tweet. I'm the only one replying to this tweet. Yeah, that's fucking pathetic. Maybe look, you should get a another. few followers. All right. You'll, this is MMA news you'll actually like, Byron, because this you can understand. <laughs> Connor versus Nate. That was me ignoring Brandon. Oh, I like it. You should tweet that. <laughs> that's that a good was picture. Me. Um. So, Connor versus Nate. Do you know what I know what's important about this fight? That Nate's I would like to know win. what's important about this that fight. That Nate wins? Not the fight. Oh. Uh, during the big international fight week where UFC 200 is happening and all that shit's going down, on July 7th, there's a press conference between Connor and Nate. Yeah. Oh. I cannot even tell you how. I'm, like, more excited about this than the actual fucking fights get, that are coming up that, that week now. Get that bleep button fucking ready, sir. I mean, sirs. don't bleep it. Let it all go. I'll oh, let yeah. my kids watch it. I don't care. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, it's going to be epic. I just, I'm really just stoked about that. And that's all I have in the entire story. That's Connor versus Nate. And yeah, dude, now, we should do like a special feature where you record your kids watching 
Oh God! No. And their reactions to it because that would be fucking no funny. Way. Uh, so anyway, mm, here's that's a good idea. CM mm. Punk versus Mickey Gall. Ooh, yeah. Ariel Hawani was incorrect. Mm. Everyone else was incorrect. It is not happening on the Connor Nate card. No, it is it's not, not happening on UFC 202. No, it is not. It's happening in Cleveland. It's going to be on UFC 203 with Steve Miocic versus. Uh, Alistair Overing. It's kind of weird because no one talks about Cleveland for any reason lately, and it's. Are it's you kidding me? Do you guys know where how is, hard where it was? Cleveland? Do you know how hard it was not to talk about Cleveland through Idaho? this entire podcast? We had Idaho. so much other Who stuff to talk there? about. People who like potatoes. Yeah. It's Cleveland, okay. Idaho, right? Right. Is but Idaho a state? This or is a the biggest news about Cleveland mm-hmm. this week. Is CM Punk is going to make his debut finally? Wait, no, it's not. The fucking Cavaliers are the goddamn NBA fucking champions. Can you guys believe I went through this whole podcast without talking about it? That doesn't sound real. What's NBA? We had a parade. We haven't had a parade in ever. Jim Brown, when he won a championship with the Browns, didn't even get a fucking parade. Stipe Miocic, by the way, was at the front of the parade. For what? I hate you guys. He, totally <laughs> leeching off of someone else's win. Jesus, Stipe. Sounds like someone have some from dignity. Jeez. Oh, I got a I won a championship too. Oh, look at me. I'm at the front of the parade instead of the back There's with all the stars. Bar. It's like the Steve The Scroll Bar would be made. Whatever dude has he, has his UFC belt. <laughs> Did you just call him Steve? And then LeBron Steve people do that to him all the time. And then LeBron has his WWE championship belt that they give to all the sports teams that wins. Well, LeBron will probably wear it too. Did you see him with the Ultimate Warrior shirt on? Dude, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, fuck uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Was it Kevin? He had an Undertaker shirt on. No, he had, uh, was it Kevin Love who had who, who did Stone Cold? Who did Stone Cold? Stone Cold in the locker room. Listen. Someone had the Smoking yeah, Skull belt. Listen, and did the beer thing. Dude, it's cool. The Cavs are wrestling fans. You guys still hate Cleveland? What's Cleveland? I don't know what Cleveland is. God, you and you know son. what? That son of a bitch stole my fucking gimmick. He liked it. Woo. We're hitting the anniversary of something, actually. Stone Cold Stipe. switch out of that? The anniversary of you just Austin 316 says I just whooped your ass. <laughs> Byron, you mealy mouth bastard. God, I'm switching out of it like unconsciously. Like my throat kind of hurts. It's because it's to... turning into Stone Cold Stipe Miocic from Cleveland. I need to yell a little louder because I'm gonna be in fucking standing room. So I gotta conserve this a little. Oh, Stone I Cold's thought we were just go not gonna even yell or chant or do signs or anything. We just well, stand up there. Are they gonna like hear statues. us in standing room? Well, I mean, everyone below you can hear. I mean, we could typically, we could start. Mil Machetes does it all the time. I mean, he starts chants from up top. Yeah. yeah Mil, well, I he's hope awesome. he's ready to join our quiet golf claps. I'm going to high five the luchadors when they walk by us. So anyway, CM Punk is making his debut. Um, So you're not going to see him back in WWE anytime soon. But I think even with his UFC contract now, with the new friendliness between WWE and UFC, if you are a fan of CM Punk as a wrestler, this is good news. This is good news for you because this could potentially open the door, especially if he loses to Mickey Gall, who is (laughs) 2-0. but CM Punk even said it himself this week that, you know, at 2-0, this guy has more in-ring experience than him. And CM mm-hmm. Punk is really doing this for the life experience. He's already talking the talk to set himself up for not winning this fight, which I know is typically not a good sign. Whereas Mickey Gall has no thought in his mind other than he could win. It doesn't bode well for CM Punk, but I don't know that it matters. I'm interested to see it. I think a lot of other people will be interested Someone's to see it. Me. Let's see. They're from a 323 area code. Hello. 
323 area code, you're on the air. <laughs> Apparently they didn't want to be on the show. Mm. Um so I don't know. I don't I don't know if I care or if CM wins or loses. I actually am interested in seeing him compete. I do not uh, agree with the Vinny Massaro thing of people taking up spots. Whoa. I don't think that CM's taking up a spot. I think that CM is Yeah. is Let's call him Charles Montgomery. Because honestly, in UFC, there's enough matches to give more spots. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there, there's a whole lot of fights on the bottom of the card that I don't really care about. And to me, CM Punk is just taking up one of those slots. I don't think and he's actually taking someone's slot. Yeah. A lot of people want to see well, him lose. A lot of people want to see him win, too. Who knows if he's really? even going to get there? All I don't these think, injuries and surgeries. Honestly, well, he that's the thing. Um, I wonder if he's fat still. He was officially medically cleared this week. He broke the news himself on that UFC podcast on the second edition of that. How uh-huh. come they get CM Punk and we don't? Well, and this is why they made the show. They made the show to fuck Ariel. So now they can keep their fighters from going on his show. Like people were breaking news on Ariel's show left and right because that was the place to do it. Now if UFC has their own show, if they really want to fuck Ariel, this is the way to do it. They just say, hey, we got a better podcast. We have our own place where you get the real UFC push and you can go over there and say whatever you want to say. Go or, go to our podcast. If they really want to fuck Ariel, they should go to Disneyland. Oh, God. Mm. Terrible. I really want to go to Disneyland just to go to Disneyland. I haven't been in a while. Um, So, you know, my birthday's coming up. So if the listeners would like to just give me a season pass to Disneyland for my birthday, it's July 29th. Because I really want to see the Hatbox Ghost in the Haunted Mansion because that's like my favorite ride ever. My home away Have I missed anything today? Um, Byron's a bitch. No. Yes. Confirmed. No, not confirmed. All right, well... You guys got to listen to the very next episode after this. Um, I know we've, we've already teased it and plugged it a little bit on Twitter, which was Stone the doing Cold of... Steve Austin is going to be on the show. It was the do- doing of Urban Heretic. Uh, I think we're going to have some guests around here later. Urban is definitely going to be one of them. He wants to talk to you, the people. He wants to say some things that don't fit in on his podcast. So he's going to come to our mm. podcast Ooh. and say some things that have no place on The Last Real Heels. And this... This intrigues me. Like, what the fuck could he possibly come here and say that has no place on the Last Real Heels podcast? That's exciting to me. Sounds fucked up. Yeah. So, and if you guys don't know who Urban Heretic is, he's one of the uh, uh, original OG Lucha Click people that have been talking Lucha Click and promoting Lucha Underground and a big fan of Lucha. And Great podcast, Last Real Heels. I pretend not to listen to it, but it's a great podcast. And it's probably the first podcast that was nice to Lucha Underground. Yeah, you know, and they they get a lot of good interviews too. They they have the love of the people, um, and especially Lucha Underground related people. Yeah, and they branched out and they're doing three heels, one face, some other stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what this is from Urban. I don't know if this is a retirement speech. I don't know if he just wants to break his gimmick. He says it's a gimmick. I don't know. Maybe he wants to see if he has a better stone. And I, impression. by the way, have never actually met Urban Heretic. He's really cool. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I don't know him from Adam. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the interview and make huh. you guys fucking sit on the sidelines if, because you guys are buddies. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna shoot for real with him. J Man goes up to Justin and goes, "Hey, I'm Urban. I know J Man. They literally have pictures of themselves on Twitter, dude. But Justin's never met him in real life. But I know J Man. Yeah, he's so that won't J-Man work. In real life. I've hung out with J Man. J Man spent four hours with me in my car in the yeah. rain for Ultima we, Lucha we, 2. What were you doing? Yeah. What were you, huh? We're staying out of the rain, Byron. Yeah. <laughs> it was we're, raining. It was fucking poor. You weren't there. When we I had the raincoats, the fucking yellow ass raincoats and shit. 
No, he I was there. He was there. They, they chanted... Where uh, were you mentally, though? They, they chanted <laughs> trash bags at us, I think. Anyway. People only chant nice things to me. Hmm. So I know J-Man. I know Smashly. I do not know Urban. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recognize him on the street. Actually, I would. Yeah, I've seen his picture. You would. He looks exactly like. And, his and you know, and me and Urban have talked a few times, but I think it'll be interesting to meet him, especially under these circumstances where he's got something to get off his chest. Yeah, very, very intrigued. How much of a piece of shit he thinks Byron is? So no, we're cool. Um, he doesn't like you. He told me. I that. guess I'll be the one to stock right. the fridge if he's going to do this on our show. I guess it's going to be the the last real masks and mayhem podcast or something a special one-off so if you're listening to this stay tuned because that one will probably be close on the heels of this one and i guarantee it's gonna be worth it so uh until next time stay calm and stay in the mix Mm -hmm.